Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I am your host today, Alex Jones, or Jonesy, to these two fine fellas here. Uh, we are a gaming podcast, fellas, aren't we? With some what? hot takes and some trash opinions. Well, I say gaming podcast, kind of a bit, yeah. of, that, a bit of just talking complete bollocks. Jonesy, um, this hello, is new, news to me. News to me, buddy. Well, to be fair, well, you probably think it's sort of a semi-dick podcast, to be fair. As you're often like talking about. <laughs> I've ruined it now in the first the 20 seconds. Yeah, now technically you're dick. the one that's made a dick podcast, Jonesy. Thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, I can live with it, it's fine. But <laughs> we are a podcast and we're available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you may want to get your podcast. Uh, your podcasts from we're also on uh, youtube and twitter at super show pod if you'd like to reach out to us but with all of that out of the way hello fellas how the hell are you doing i'm joined by jamie and chris as always good to see you. Mm. um i'm okay but i'm a little bit sunburnt the um the sun has uh, arrived a little bit late this year in old bright britain we had a pretty rainy may but i'm fucking i'm pink as shit may. under this hoodie i'm covering up as much as i possibly can i could barely sleep last night it was one of those <laughs> I couldn't roll on it. I've see. This is now. I'm finding this weird because I would have thought your face would be sunburnt as well if you were that sunburnt on the body. It's the power of makeup, Jones. I've got so much foundation on that you, actually, you just can't tell. Yeah, just, just a bit of that. Max Factor fixes it exactly. all up. But I was telling, I was telling Jamie before we hit record that like it's not the fact that it looks sunburnt; it's the fact that now actually he has some color in his pigmentation. Because <laughs> yeah. prior yeah. to that, he was well on his way to being translucent. <laughs> this might be a bit niche, but you know those. Those sweets, I think they're called squishies, and they're kind of half pink, half white. Yeah, um, yes. oh, yeah I know what you mean. Yeah, squishums. Yeah, squishums. That sounds about yeah. right. That's, That's what my arms looked like yesterday. I was doing this thing where I could just flip them back around. <laughs> if I did it fast enough, it looked like an optical illusion where you I just like saw it. some some pink white mess. That's cool. What what was it you were doing? What were you um like? Why were well, you so sunburned? Funny thing about getting sunburned, James, is it usually is a you know a side effect of sitting in the sun. So, um, See, I don't think of you as like a sitting in the sun guy. I think that you're probably doing something. I reckon you were maybe playing a bit of frisbee, <laughs> this bit of football. Is, yeah. I think, you know what? Out. This is a conspiracy theory time. You look at me, you think fat, pale guy who wears all black and plays video games. He never sees sun. <laughs> and that's why you can't imagine me catching a few rays. But it happens. Catching and a few I, Actually, rays. I know that you went out for a little bit of a, uh, a social at the park. So uh, I'm imagining that's where it came from. It actually didn't. It was a separate social uh, wow. in a garden this time. Hold on, um, two socials in a week? You madman. Do you know what? I'm pushing the boat out. The government said, hey, you haven't been vaccinated yet. We're getting around to it. But in the meantime, just go and die. And uh, I'm obliging them. <laughs> just well, one man who's never afraid to get into the sun because he's already lovely and tanned. Chris, how the hell are you? Da -da -da -da. I'm good, fella. Thank you for asking. And thank you for hosting in our, uh, our newly implemented rotation. No problem, no problem at all. Yeah. Um, I haven't been doing much of so any socialising at the moment, fellas, because um, as you oh, know, yeah. and a few of my Twitter mm. followers know, my two-year-old has in fact got the dreaded, I don't know if we can even say it, we just get banned on YouTube for saying it. Uh, so I don't know, he's, the, the, the plague which is currently circulating, I'll just go with that. But the uh, Rona. The Rona, he, but he is absolutely fine. He had it for about six hours where it actually affected him and then he was absolutely fine. But um, he had a test and it came back positive. And so the government said, you are not allowed to leave your house for 10 days. So we've been stuck inside. We've got a garden, though, to be fair. So it's not all bad. You know, yeah. it's, it's, we're pretty lucky. Um, and it, it is mental, though. Kid, kids can bounce back so much. Like, OK, here, here's an interesting oh, yeah, story. Absolutely. Uh, my best man, shout out Costa Yanaku. Um, I've, I've known him since I was like in grade one, you know, like the start of, of junior school. And so I've known him for a long time. 
he studied to be a doctor. He is a doctor now. He's a hematologist. Okay, so Ooh. someone who who studies blood, uh, mm. and I think he's kind of focused on the definitely research. a serial killer on the side. Hundred percent. That's why we're friends. Blood you know? spatter and all that. Because if I'm friends with him, he doesn't kill me. Easy. Nice. <laughs> uh, it's like the school shooter. You've got to you know keep your enemy and uh, friends close, but your enemies closer, and the shooter's your enemy. So. Yeah, I don't that's know. what your friend. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's one of those where he'll give me a wink and he'll be like, "Don't go into school tomorrow." <laughs> Jesus Christ! There you go, bingo. You know, but yeah. So anyway, he when he was specialising, he was like, "No, I'm really interested in like cancer treatments and like you know dealing with cancer. That's what I'm going to specialise in." I was like, "Oh wow, okay, that's kind of like that's kind of hardcore." And he's like, "No, nah, not really. I'm going to go for children's cancer." And I was like, "What? Surely?" I, I said to him, "Surely that's strange most- phrasing." To be fair. <laughs> I said, surely that's like the most soul-crushing thing you could possibly do. And he says, no, because kids bounce back from cancer so easily. Also, it's kind of a weird thing because you would feel terrible if something, if they didn't recover that well. But when they did recover, it must be the best feeling in the world as well. Well, Yeah, there's that. But there's also like, you know, coming from a doctor's perspective where it's very much kind of like emotion is taken out of it. You're just kind of like matter of fact. It's like, oh, yeah, the mortality rate in... in, cancer mortality rate in children is like far lower than any anybody really expects. Right. It's like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Fair enough. And he's like, they yeah. Do, they do bounce back. Yeah. yeah. Like, have you ever, have you ever like uh, taken your kid and dropped him off out of the, out of the window? Just, just bounce uh, no. back. No. They just bounce back. Not yeah. It's great. Yeah. Like a bouncy ball. Amazing. Michael Jackson almost did it that one time. Do you remember? He was, he was, you know, dangling outside yeah. the window thinking, I've got to test the bouncy properties <clears throat> of this child. Funny uh, thing about that, I was watching, I was watching uh, again, the intro to The Lion King for about the 50 millionth time. <laughs> and it, go watch it now, okay? And watch Rafiki. Rafiki is fucking drunk when he's, when he's handling Simba, <laughs> baby Simba. I'm, I'm 100% sure of it. There's a, there's a shot where the camera is looking down on top of Rafiki as he's walking to the ed- cliff edge. And the dude is fucking hobbling all over the place. <laughs> he's well old, isn't he? Drunk. He dies in the film. No, he doesn't. Uh, no, he does, doesn't he? you are no. mental. Mufasa dies, and then uh, when Simba's like all sad about Mufasa and thinks he's speaking to him in the sky, which he does, he's clearly just tripping out. He ate the wrong mushrooms or something. I don't know. <laughs> then that's when Rafiki comes out, and he like it yeah. seems like it's a weird spiritual moment, but that is actually just straight up Rafiki being like, "Yo, follow me. Yeah. Let's go kill Scar." He does some kung fu, I'm- and then he says, "Santa, Santa, squash banana." So yeah, I'm he's so like, hey, I'm so follow me. I'm I'm about to get you laid. You're, you're, that chick <laughs> is over here. Come on, I've got Nala. Yeah. I'm so mixed up though because of my kids like the Lion Guard, the TV show. That's so lame. I have no idea where the Lion King ends the Lion and like God. the Lion Guard begins. So maybe he dies in one of maybe he doesn't. I'm I'm probably just getting confused. But anyway, <laughs> do you know what? Like my yeah, was, kids bounce back and my, like I said, my son is absolutely fine. Um and so all the things that I can't do this week is fine because I'm looking forward to doing them just one week later, which isn't too bad. And do you know what else you can do the week later, fellas? Because if you miss the uh the podcast mm. when it goes out on the Friday, you can check it out again on paisleyradio.com, um, which is internet radio, because we're internet radio megastars. So there you go. Exactly. Uh, it's on I Thursdays like it. at 10, and it repeats on Mondays as well. So if you do, if, even if you miss it one week after, <laughs> you can get it the week after that as well. So there you go. Shout out um, the big pays. Exactly. Uh, quick rundown of what we're going to talk about today then. So we're going to talk a little bit about... <laughs> Uh, some PlayStation Worldwide news, No Man's Sky's update, a little Ooh. bit of um, NVIDIA news and some E3 predictions. But first of all, fellas, I thought we should probably start off with something that dropped 
just after the podcast last week, which was the Far Cry 6 gameplay Ooh. reveal, yeah. which we've been waiting for for quite a long time, um, it feels like. Yeah, it's, it's been ages. And, and funnily enough, we did, we did see the leaked footage of that before we recorded the last podcast, but we're like, you know what, it's, it's not official. Care of Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like some, yeah, from some fucking Russian stream, like, okay. Uh, maybe no, no, no make- it was even less like you're making it sound dodgy. It's just put some really like poor, unfortunate, I think Polish influencer who just accidentally made yeah. his video live 24 hours earlier than he was meant to on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was nothing too shady. It was you was no. literally an accident. But I, I was yeah. saying I can't remember which of you two I sent it to. Maybe it was both of you. But I felt so sorry for that guy. Like imagine getting the date wrong on a scheduled YouTube yeah. video, and you might have just severed ties with Ubisoft forever, and you're the face of the leaked gameplay. You know, 24 yeah. hours. Uh, biggest yeah, rough it, he, biggest I, I upload heard, he ever did yeah i heard <laughs> yeah. that eve gilmore went over to his house and and uh you know chopped his dick off so. see a uh, common misconception eve gilmore isn't the guy that does the chopping do you remember when like the uh yakuza have a fight on homer simpson's uh front garden and <laughs> yeah. there's the one guy in the white suit who's shorter than everyone else who stands there with his arms folded and homer doesn't want to go because he's like at some point the white suit guy is gonna do something <laughs> that's eve he stands there watching. Uh, four, four foot nine, white suit when everyone else is wearing black. And you think, oh, when he when he does something. Yeah, that guy, fuck. Yeah. That guy fucks. <laughs> so um, let me get your first reactions to the actual gameplay reveal. What did you think <clears throat> from, from what you saw? Um, it, it, I mean, I, I'll, I'll jump in and say that it was a, kind of a mixed bag for me uh, as someone who has played pretty much every major Far Cry release now since two, I'd say. And has for the most part enjoyed sort of the roller coaster they've been on from you mm. know malaria pills through to <laughs> fighting woolly mammoths and saber toothed tigers in in primal <laughs> and and so on and so forth. Um, I've kind of been along for the ride, but I was starting to get a bit of Far Cry fatigue, especially yeah. through sort of uh, I'd say like Far Cry Five. And as, as someone who also played and finished New Dawn, the sort of the post five spin off, I really wanted to see something wholly new and exciting in this yeah. uh, gameplay reveal. Something that just said, hey, look at Far Cry in a way that you've never seen it before. And I guess it didn't really do that. Uh, it yeah, just kind of looks like Far Cry a lot of the time. Didn't you say in one of the previous podcasts that if they they really need to do a lot to kind of keep you interested? I, I Yeah, for me as the kind of fan and in, in terms of where my relationship with Far Cry is at the moment, that's what I wanted is something... I guess you can't say wildly different because they've got to make a Far Cry game, right? It's a, it's difficult. But it's almost like when it felt like Assassin's Creed was really getting stale, they did yeah. something pretty major with Assassin's yeah. Creed, right? Yeah. You look at you know the leap from, I'm going to get my names wrong now, but um, you look at what how much changed going into Origins. Yeah, uh, from Syndicate to Origins. There you go. Thank you very much. Um, it's like, that's a leap. This Far Cry hasn't done that. And maybe, you know, maybe it didn't need to. Far Cry 5 was still a critically acclaimed game and sold very well. But I will don't, say there are promising signs. Don't you think that New Dawn kind of tried to straddle the line between being a bit experimental yeah, of it? New, New, Dawn, New Dawn felt like the classic Ubisoft experimental where they went to the team, a smaller team, and said, hey, look, you're the small team. You get the smaller budget. You have mm. to work with the exact tool set and assets that were made from this other game. But as to compensate for how boring that might be, you get to experiment a little bit. And yeah. they did in terms of, you know, there were base building and base expanding mechanics that were new. And obviously they experimented a lot more with weapons. And spoiler alert, New Dawn had full-on powers. So you yeah. could like double jump in Far Cry New Dawn. Very strange. It was all part yeah. of the and, and, mystical and more, more RPG element. stuff as well, right? Like Much remember more they RPG had like stuff. 
those characters that were, or, or fucking the animals at least is what I remember where they were mm-hmm. higher levels than you. Yeah, they introduced like uh, like scalable like leveling, so enemies could be too tough and could take more bullets and stuff like that. Very unfar cry like design. Do you um, think that's going to carry over? No. I think this will be the Far Cry game that people want it to be. I'll just briefly say, Chris, before you know, you know, we kind of get your thoughts. I was encouraged to see environments that look like they might lend themselves to some slightly different uh, approaches in terms of combat. Certainly, we've never really seen big, built-up urban environments in a Far Cry game, to my memory. Um, so that city environment could be kind of cool. Always excited to see what Far Cry does with its villains, and I think uh, yeah. getting. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito, his name, we would, I reminded myself just before we started recording, getting him uh, to do a villainous turn after what we'd seen, like Breaking Bad and stuff. Yeah. That's a stroke of genius. And uh, once again, something they did in New Dawn as well, ironically, uh, looks like they're kind of keeping a pretty open-ended or an open-minded approach to weapon design and uh, ally kind of design, for a better way of putting it. So running around with crocodiles or, of course, there's the dog in the wheelchair. Yeah, the little and then, puppy, yeah. Yeah, and then there's the the gun that shoots CDs that plays the music when you're not oh, yeah. firing it. Like, so I, I like shit like that. That's fun. So I'll give them some props for that, I guess. Try not yeah. to be too negative inside the first 10 minutes of a podcast talking about some <laughs> people's most anticipated game of the year because I don't want to be a party pooper, guys. No, you're, you're, you're pooping someone's party. That's Do you, sure. can, are you going to poop anyone's parties, Chris? Um, I mean... I don't. I don't know how much I have to say on it. To be honest, like I've never really been that big into Far Cry. I, th- I think Far Cry Three was the last time I was kind of like into it. I mean, a very good one to be. Well, yeah, into. I was going to yeah. say was was without being too controversial. Was Far Cry Three the last unquestionably outstanding Far Cry game? I think so. Yeah, I think it might be as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a controversial take to say that because I mean. Uh, I mean, I did love Blood Dragon, but again, that was mm. kind of like that the spin-off. But yeah, I, I think Far Cry 3, for all its flaws, right, because it is quite a flawed game, especially we've, uh, on the ATG games days, especially we mentioned how, you know, having Vars as a character that then gets killed off, spoiler alert, and not in half the game. It felt so weird. It's just just make that the game. To do that. Just, just make that the game. Like Very weird. Okay, but anyway, you, you, know, you know, like, it, it wasn't a perfect game, but it was... Perfect for the time. Let's put it that way, right? right? Yeah. And, and I think um, I don't think it's aged that terribly. But it's not about Far Cry Three. It's about Far Cry Six, which is like mental that we've come this far. Um, I think the sent- setting is definitely interesting and unique, and it would be interesting to see kind of like how they build up that urbanness of it, and if there's any kind of play around with the verticality. Um, it, it's tough, right? Because I don't want to seem a little bit too hypocritical because when Far Cry 5 came out, I loved the fact that you could ride a um, like an 18-wheeler with fucking LMGs on the front, yeah. right? <laughs> with a little vast bubble head in the, in the cockpit. But then on this one, I'm thinking like, you've got a gun that shoots CDs. Like I know you say you like it because it's like wacky and, and that is like a tick box on what a Far Cry game should be. But yeah. it's just kind of, I, I don't know, maybe... Coming from an audience perspective, maybe I'm just not after that kind of thing anymore. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's It seems like they're trying to shake things up in a very safe way. You know, like... And yeah. They, 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 I, it, 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 seems, it seems that they're kind of 
painting by numbers for a lot of it. And then in, in the case of painting by numbers, they're like, okay, well, instead of green here, I'll just put a fucking purple color. But the, not not the, mention, not talking about the palette, but you know, the as a kind of metaphor, fellas. Get, come on, get on I my can, page. I get you. No, I, get, I, I get your metaphor. I get you. You didn't want them to do a paint by colors and just change a color. You wanted them to actually do something different. Just get the oil paints out, mate. Let's take the easel. Take the coloring book. Put it on the floor. Piss on it, and then light your piss like so. It fucking goes a bonfire because you've been drinking like fucking moonshine the night before. That's what they need to do for this series. Jamie hit the nail on the head with the fucking Assassin's Creed uh, example. Like, they, they need to just... Uh, the, the, uh, the formula is getting stale. I mean, we mentioned it on one of our um, game changes. It's like Ubisoft defined the open world with Far Cry 3, and ever since then, they've ruined the open world. Right? Sure. Can I... I, before we get onto sort of some of the uh, slightly controversial things that have come out since the um, the gameplay reveal, yeah. I, can I go in on it a little bit? Because please, and and there's yeah, something that I that you mentioned when we watched the thing last week that if you don't mention it now, I'm going to be very disappointed. Uh, oh no, Ooh. this is I'm yeah, I don't know what that would be. I, I can't see, remember what that is either. <laughs> I'm kind of so I'm kind of torn with this because in one sense. Um, so I think as you as you, as you were saying, like Far Cry has taken a little bit of a it's sort of diverted from the path it was going down. I love Far Cry Three; it's one of my favourite games of all time. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I actually quite liked Far Cry Five. I thought it had some interesting ideas, but I think that that road that it was going down was not where I wanted it to go. Expanding it, making it a bigger world, introducing like the helicopters, having the the like the eighteen wheelers, as you were saying, and having sort yeah. of more of a um uh sort of. I don't even know how I'd describe it. But, so what, I didn't, maybe this is what you were going to say. In some sense, it feels like it's going more and more toward like Just Cause, um, which is not where I really want Far Cry to go. And I got that feeling from this gameplay trailer as well in kind yeah. of the wacky, um, blow the world up, fight the dictator kind of way that Just Cause does. Um, I liked it when Far Cry was about um, the story and the interplay between... Uh, the 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 main bad guy and the you know and the what do you call them the, and the antagonist protagonist. and the protagonist yeah yeah I, I liked that and I think Far Cry three nailed that with the the between Vass and between um, your character I would have preferred it if they'd have tried to go back to some of that and just made a really good um, first person game where you had it was it, it, like set in a Far Cry world for example but they could have played around with some of what new games have been doing with with I don't even know, man. I can't even. I don't even know what they should have done. We can. We always talk about the fact that, um, you know, it would be a different game if they did yeah. what we suggested. Then it would be the same <laughs> game. But I don't know. I just got some weird vibes from this reveal. There was even a sense of. I mean, this is nothing to do with the game. But there was even a little bit of um, where Danny Rojas is wearing the pack and walking around. It felt like uh, Death Stranding, like with those oh, yeah, first things it, we saw. Because it goes third third person, right? He goes third yeah, person. You always carry that trailer, yeah. yeah, and you're carrying something on your back, and it's like a, it looks like a, a carrying device. And I had these. It's nothing like that, but I just as a little aside. I, oh, I, I get that you. I get you. In, in essence, an, an ode uh, the Death Stranding. But then I think in you, it's going to be a weird one because I almost feel like they're going to try and do a weird interplay of Far Cry Four, Far Cry Three, mixed with the sort of some of the things they've been playing around with with. Far Cry 5 and New Dawn, and I don't think it's going to necessarily work. And there was nothing in the trailer that made me think, oh, it's, oh I don't, I think it's going to be wicked. No, but I'm, and, I'm on the, I have mm. the opposite to you, which is that there was nothing in the trailer that made me said, oh, that's not going to work. Because the trailer just looked like Far Cry to me. 
Like, you, yeah. I mean, there was a bow and arrow, whether it was a machine gun or whether it was some other crazy concoction they come up with. Like, what part of either A, sneaking around base, shooting people in the head, you know, with a bow and arrow, or B, blowing shit up, ha- isn't Far Cry? Like, you, no, no, it is. Okay, what would you pick out from that trailer as being something that worried you? No, no, not worried me. What I'm saying is I what I would like to have seen is if they'd have gone back to more of a story-driven, very sort of like antagonist-protagonist battling each other, whereas we had the... the but this um, was... We, we're it, reacting it be, to the though. gameplay reveal. Like, yeah, if you wanted to re- They've already had their story trailer. But even with the, the story trailer that we had didn't in any way relate to how... I, I don't know what's... I don't know the dude's name, the, the dictator guy's name Ooh, in... Um, this, uh, Casti- Anton Castillo. Castillo. Yeah. Right, and, and how that plays it, and the kid as well, that everyone was saying, oh, that could be Vass as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know how that intertwines with the Danny character. And to sort of have one whereby you're saying, oh, this is the, the dictator and the kid, and they're throwing the grenade over the wall, which we yeah. saw some of that in this game. Yeah. Reveal. And then to just go to a completely separate thing that just shows, oh, look, it's a Far Cry game. But It just made, it just made me think, but that, but that's, oh, so I know exactly what I'm that's, getting. That's I'm Far just Cry be- though, right? That, they've always... Even Far Cry Three had it, where it's like, no, it is. "Hey, here's here's the here's the protagonist and the antagonist, and they're gonna kind of like face off, and then they're just gonna part ways, and then you play the game I said, and yeah. until there's so, another yeah. intersection." I, I, I wanted have to, a, I wanted to feel. Sorry, Jamie, I just answer your question quickly. You said, yeah, "What did I? Course. What did I want to see?" I oh, wanted yeah, to yeah. just see something that made me go, "Oh, that yeah. sounds cool." I think and we're all on the same page in that. terms of that. You know, like they didn't it just do made me go, "Oh, it's Far Cry!" Like. It's just Far Cry being Far Cry, and it seems, I don't know, I'm, I'm ever, I mean, forever hopeful. I, no, I'm, I'm not actually going to argue with that. Can I, can I, there you go, wearing the Hope Good County old, t-shirt. For people are listening, Gen Z is wearing his Hope County Far Cry 5 t-shirt. Yeah. Cool game. And like, I was actually not super hot on Far Cry 5 in places that other people were. And I guess I can't disagree that I didn't. I can't pretend I watched that trailer and thought, oh my God, this is everything I wanted. I also had elements where I thought, this looks a bit too much like another Far Cry game. But at the same time, like you touched on this earlier, where it's like one of the hardest places I'm sure there is to be in all of the games industry is the meeting room after <laughs> the release of a major Ubisoft franchise where Eve says, right, what's next for X? And you have the right. two, you have the angel and the devil in your shoulder, yeah. and you've got the audience that says, "Hey, we need something wildly different because this is getting stale." And we've all, the other side side is also the same audience who said, "You just gave us the same thing, the thing we yeah. said we didn't want it, but more <laughs> of us bought it than ever before." So Although, true. It's like Although it's like FIFA. Eve is like the, the, the biggest the biggest of game development, right? Because he's just like. Another one. Another, another one. one. <laughs> but 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 again, the reason why DJ Khaled keeps saying another one is because DJ Khaled, I actually don't know this, but I'm sure his sales probably, like the biggest meme about FIFA on the internet from people that don't yeah. buy FIFA is, oh, new number on the end, that's the only thing that's changed. The other thing that changed about FIFA, the number of players year on year, it yeah. grows exponentially. <laughs> we, we tell these people not to change because we tell them we like what they're doing by yeah. supporting it with them. Anyway. I also, I know I'm rambling now. I've also got a tinfoil hat thing that I want to get Jonesy's take on, though. Mm. Oh, go on, yeah. So Jonesy said one of the things he thought might be missing so far and what he's seen from Far Cry 6 is that little bit of protagonist-antagonist uh, interaction. Mm. That the interplay, we people, yeah. yeah. that interplay, which was people remember being a big part of Far Cry 3. My tinfoil hat thing is the that interplay was never that big a part of Far Cry 3. Vass and whatever his name was, like Brody or something, didn't actually see each other that many times. Yeah. They didn't have that many interactions or conversations. It's just that the ones they did have were extremely memorable. 
Then that was such a big element. It was talked about so much. I don't know if you remember it. Far Cry 4 tried to counter that with Pagan Min. Because, of course, the difficult thing about an antagonist is how can you keep them being a threat to the protagonist if they're meeting up every five minutes? So Pagan Min, I don't know if you remember, could radio in. So Pagan Min was almost like monologuing to you throughout Far Cry 4. With Far Cry 5, they made it a family, so you could have four times as many interactions and kill three of them along the way. Hence, the threat isn't fucked up. But I think they've always been chasing that vast thing, not necessarily just because of how good it was, but because people remembered it in a more, like, remembered there being more one-to-one interplay than there actually was. That's yeah. my yeah. that's my thesis. It's, it's, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. That's, that's what I said, right? It's like, you meet, you, you fucking go off, you do your Far Cry stuff, and then story kind of funnels you back in. You did say that, you know, you, yeah. you, I totally agree. Yeah, no, I, th- uh, I think you're probably right. I think the other thing that Far Cry 3 managed to do that they can't obviously just copy wholesale is you had a number of interactions with <clears> Vars whereby you weren't actually having interaction with the Vars. It was you tripping balls and you thought it was Vars, <laughs> but yeah. it wasn't. You also had oh, yeah, people yeah. around the island go- saying things about Vars all the time. So even when you weren't directly talking to him or be- having interactions with him, it was this constant presence. Whereas... I don't. You can't just do that every game. You can't just yeah. like cookie cut that out. <laughs> and go, do, it would feel so weird. Do you remember Arkham Knight, where everyone was like, "Oh, Rocksteady just used the Joker in every game," and um, <laughs> and then Rocksteady were like, "Oh, okay, we promised the Joker's dead yeah. this time. Yeah. No, he's no, not no. in this." And one. it was like, "Well, he's he he's de- is dead, but he's in Batman's head for the entire game." <laughs> yeah, that's a, is is a very game or TV thing to do, yeah. isn't it? Like, you um, just put them in your head and then you can do whatever I, you want. I got a, I got a question for you, fellas. Don't you think that? Far Cry 6 is very emblematic of where Ubisoft are as a company at the moment. We're going to discuss like some of the E3 plans later, I guess, but it's it's just like, I mean, I don't know. It just kind of, it almost feels like someone who can make a really good game, but it's also someone who's kind of lost the spark. I, I was thinking about this earlier, okay? There's there's a funny thing that happens as you get a bit older, and that's is well, you, you're someone who is got their finger on the pulse and you know what's going on with things like social media and music and tv and film and all that sort of stuff and and gaming and everything and as you get older it's not that you aren't into the same sort of stuff it's more that you you have a lot more things that you hold over that you're still interested in and the everything else moves along without you and then you kind of lose touch and you don't know Mm. what's quite what's in what's fashionable and that's why you get that thing of um you know like as a as a kid you laugh at your parents because you're like what well, you don't even know what social media is like your yeah. mom it's like, it's like why you Twitter. still listen to nickelback right <laughs> it's why i still listen to every day listen to nickelback <laughs> on repeat um, but there's a thing i think that happens with games company or potentially happens with games companies is they they manage to hit their stride at a certain period in time and yeah. that's great but the problem is um the industry and everything else moves along without them and they keep trying to cap- recapture some of the gold that they had and they keep trying the same stuff that made them fame, like successful and famous that doesn't necessarily work because the industry and the world has moved on. But then at the same time, when they try and do the new thing, they don't know what's cool and what's hip with the kids. Yeah. So they just mess it up. And I kind of feel that Ubisoft have got that in spades because they had Assassin's Creed, which was genre-defining. They've had Far Cry, which was genre-defining. Yeah. Um, and it is that almost the irony of Ubisoft having the old we are a diverse company of diverse people that <laughs> have all different backgrounds, religions and ethnicities. And but they have made so many missteps as well in sort of communication <laughs> can, and how they deliver things. And, can I can I point something out to to go back to what Jamie said about, you know, just bring up some some scenes from The Simpsons. This is the I, I sometimes it's like 
we are Principal Skinner saying like, no, it's, <laughs> it's not me who's out of touch. It's the kids who's out of touch. It's yes, that's kids. right. Because you th- like, yes, we say that and, and we wholeheartedly believe it. And I think a lot of people would agree with us. But at the end of the day, the last Assassin's Creed that got released was the most successful. Yeah. Right? Like, right, yeah. Uh, I don't think it was the same for Watch Dogs, quite frankly. But then again, Watch Dogs was very experimental in this nature. Maybe I too much Watch so. Watch Dogs then. did better than they thought it was going to do, though. <laughs> yeah, it was one probably. of those uh, where it was a little bit of a you know, a surprise. Yeah. Oh, that did okay. But but yeah, you, you, see, you see, what I'm saying is like the reception to Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed Valhalla is like, you know, it's fine. They were fine, but they were not kind of to the heights where Ubisoft used to be. But uh, then again, it doesn't actually fucking matter because it's making them bank. You know, how long can they keep writing the strategy? I don't fucking know. But it, it's one of these weird fucking things where we do almost need to stop and take stock of that. It's like, hey, we can criticize them, but fucking something's working somewhere along the line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah maybe no. it's like Jamie said before, like where um, our memories of Far Cry 3 are, you know, <laughs> different to the reality of the situation. Yeah, our... our I definitely think it's a bit of both. I definitely think yeah. that they can probably go to their, uh, you know, the shareholders and the, uh, the you know, <laughs> and so on and so forth and show plenty of numbers that support what they're doing. And of course, we had that update, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago where they mentioned a bigger emphasis on free-to-play games and yeah. uh, and sort of games with longer tails supported by microtransactions in the future. And I bet they're going to, I bet they're doing that because it's working, you know? Yeah. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is there's not going to be a new Assassin's Creed this year because they're going to keep supporting Valhalla. That's something that would have sounded crazy this time eight years ago. Yeah, let's say the last and they only ever took a year off when they wanted to do an origin style reboot. Now you take a year off because you're going to make shitloads of money on DLC and skins and cosmetics. <laughs> um, so Churn clearly, burn, I think, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and clearly we underestimate how much that improves things in terms of the overheads and not having to fire up production on a new AAA game every year. But at the same time, I think as an element of what Chris is saying is right. Where I think there is a little bit of a. Um, uh, 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 there's a lack of organization sometimes. Uh, what, what what looks to be a lack of organization when you look at the fact that Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed, and Immortals: Phoenix Rising came out back to back to back one month after each other. When yeah. you look at the fact that you know we're going into E3 2021 and we're still waiting to see. Okay, what's happening with the Rainbow Six game that doesn't even have a public name yet? What will <laughs> does does um, does where what happened to Riders Republic that was meant to come out? Yeah. Far Cry was meant to come out in February. Um, we've got uh, uh what's Skull the and um, Bones. Skull and Bones like d- apparently restarted production at some point. It's still miles away. Beyond Good and Evil Two, I don't even know if they're talking about it anymore. The director left the company. They've also got <laughs> the what's the Rollerblade one? Like, does that exist anymore? Oh fuck I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Roller Champions or something? Roller Champions. Apparently, um, fucking uh, the team that made The Division are working on a game for that was meant to tie into the Avatar films, but then what the fuck is happening with the Avatar film? Like, when are they, <laughs> when that's going to come out? The next episode of on the next piece of Division content is also free to play, and that has been, like, leaked to shit, and guess yeah. what? It looks like Division. Like, it's <laughs> just a very strange company right now. Um, yeah. yeah. But they still hold... Uh, a lot of power when it comes to the, their intellectual property and the history and the ability to, they have to to tug at the heartstrings. And uh, and I could throw out some examples, not to jump the gun on predictions, but like <laughs> if that 
Prince of Persia remake came back and looked better, this E3, Jonesy yeah. would be very happy. If Look at his face. Sam there Fish, we go. Yeah. If Sam Fisher and his three-pronged goggles came back, this E3, Chris <laughs> would be very happy. You, you guys know? would and feel so my so erection all the way over there. If one how, of those... said, how many years have we said that all they need to do is have, like, black with the green, like, and yeah. then everyone would be like, oh. Yeah, but it's, it, that, that's what they should have done before. Now I want a fucking full-blown story trailer and a gameplay trailer. <laughs> yeah. When, in fact, away when in fact, like what you're more likely to get from Ubisoft nowadays uh, with something like that is that, okay, Sam Fisher is, he's already been, let me get this right, he's in Ghost Recon, he's in yeah. that weird mobile game they made with all the heroes in it. Yeah. He's um, in Smash, isn't he, as well? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 Smash no, you're thinking, you might be thinking of Snake. Solid like oh, snake from Metal Gear. Um, they've already that's got their a, That's a great shot, though. I think that would be quality. You're just <laughs> hiding in the shadows, like using your, your legs but, doing the fucking splits between platforms. I, I Imagine if they did the green thing and then it turned out it was Smash and everyone was like, you bastards. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> yeah, Michael Ironside. It turns out that new VO he recorded was just him saying, hmm, I've been invited to Smash. <laughs> um but again, I, like, I didn't put this in the spreadsheet. This is actually news. I don't know if you guys yeah. saw this, but did you see this Far Cry VR thing? Oh, shit, yeah. Far Cry no. 3. Yeah, so Jonesy, you listen to this. There's a thing coming out. So have you heard of Zero Latency? No. Uh, the comp- isn't there a company? A company. It's a, it's, a, yeah, yeah. it's a chain, a global arcade chain that have, ah, like, yes. that have in-house, in-location VR setups. So Ubisoft are teaming up with Zero Latency to create Far Cry VR dive into insanity which is a like a far cry 3 and vast based vr experience where you'll encounter an Weird. ambush take down henchmen from the confines of a creaky cable car traverse a parallel blah 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 blah. deadly scraps with montenegro's flamethrowing underlings uh 30 minute experience and for anyone that doesn't know these zero latency locations they give people uh vr backpacks yeah um, so you're like wireless and it's in a two to four hundred meter square uh like arena um, yeah, but and, I looked the at world that. is mapped out, right, to what that's the, cool. the physical yeah. space you're in. But I looked that's, at that, Chris. That's something different, though, right? That's not... No, but, like, know. so uh, I'm, I'm not going to read too much into this, but do you remember there were rumours, like, a year or two ago that the uh, actor or the voice actor and the motion performer for Vars had been doing something? Mm. And there were loads of rumours, like, they're going to full-on remake uh, Far Cry Freed from the ground up. Like, what yeah. if this was what he was doing? <laughs> what if Ubisoft were putting money into a Far Cry VR experience at 33 global locations? Yeah, but you, you hit the nail on the head with, with the Michael Ironside thing as well. It was like, oh, he's recording VO at, at Ubisoft. Yeah, Mike, yeah Michael okay. Ironside was hey, recording VO. Guess what? He's fucking Ghost Recon. He's Yeah, guess what? He's in the Ghost Recon game that was so bad, they delayed three games there and then two of which haven't <laughs> come out since. <laughs> like that's what I mean by Ubisoft. Ghost yeah. Recon Breakpoint caused the delay of games that haven't come out yet. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of mad, isn't it? Uh, but uh, okay, the, we, the, we can't talk about Ubisoft all, all, uh, all day. Fair but let, I just want to touch on a few little points quickly before we move off of Far Cry 6. Um, because uh, we haven't actually talked about how the game looked, but I think at the time when we watched the trailer, it, it, there was a couple of things because of the crossover, because it's going to be current gen and next gen. I think there was, um, it did look a little bit, I don't know how to put it. It looked fine. Let's Jonesy, it fine. Jonesy, this is this is where I was hoping you were going to get into it, because not only did it look fine, Jonesy, it looked it was wet. wet. Yeah, it looked wet. This, this is a Jonesy bugbear. <laughs> this is going to come up again later in the podcast as well, because there's something else which is uh, going to which looks wet. But um, we'll get onto that. But no, yeah, it, it's that what? thing of 
that they want, yeah, not warp. They wanted to, it's when they want to show lighting effects and then when they want to add some sort of like, doesn't it look fancy in, in games? They often just make everything wet because then they can make it shiny. And this is definitely something that um, this gameplay reveal had in spades. Everything was wet constantly. So they could go, look, but it, there's a weird thing as well because it kind of makes everything look a bit plasticine or, or plasticky. Mm. So it looks slightly off, slightly wonky. I think, Jamie, you made the point that actually the, the character models and the gun models and things looked really good of the of the player, but yeah. then everything else in the world looked slightly lower lower res. The textures didn't look quite as good. Um, are we all kind of in agreement about that? Do you think that the the graphics weren't necessarily where we'd hoped they'd be? Yeah, I think yeah. more or less. Yeah, but then again, I've seen like people kind of refute that on, and it's easy to cherry pick, right? But people refute that on Twitter with some screenshots, and they're like, "Look how gorgeous this looks." And it's like, yeah, okay. But then again, those are specific points in the game, not like as you're going yeah. from A to B. They're also and, and, stills, and, and stills are completely different. Yeah, to exactly. Shows. And, and I think I think A to Bs are kind of where you understand where the kind of like game direction comes from, right? And right. and the yeah. graphical fidelity of things, not not the set pieces, because the set pieces, guess what? They're going to look fucking good because they're the set pieces. Even True. even if it's a case of like you get on up on top of a building and. It, it does a Breath of the Wild style, and this is the your kingdom. You know, it's like it's like the fucking Mufasa and Simba thing. Everything the light touches, it's like yeah, that moment <laughs> actually, is sorry, meant to be Chris, fucking quality. I think you'll find that's actually an Assassin's Creed synchronization moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, true. Uh, true let's true. Uh, let's yeah yeah. Ubi invented that. <laughs> but look, uh, but something else to touch on very briefly was there. There was a little bit of controversy in the last week, as I uh, as I alluded to earlier, because. Um, so we effectively had the, um, I, I'm not sure actually what his title was. I think he's the narrative, what was he, the narrative director, Navid Kavari, um, who in an interview with The Gamer um, had said that the game wasn't inherently political because it's set in a sort of fictitious island, kind of akin to something like Cuba, very similar. Yeah, in, it's called like Yara or something. Yeah, yeah, Yara, I think you're right, yeah. Um, but then he said it wasn't. It was not a political statement. They're not trying to make a political statement about Cuba. But then there was backlash apparently to this, where some people said they were glad that it wasn't a political statement because you know those are the people who say keep your politics out of my games and all that. But then you had another side of people who were sort of annoyed that it that they were sort of I suppose ducking or shirking um, being political um, yeah. when everyone wants everything to be political these days. So then he actually came out with a um, a second statement after so to effectively say that this game is political and you can't have um you can't have a game about an island like this when you're talking about fascism you're talking about oppression you're talking about slavery uh, and it not be political so he's sort of saying it's inherently political but i suppose what he's clarifying was it's not necessarily commentary on cuba, cuba. and right. it's more wide uh, you know speaks to the whole world and what's going on in general i i just wish that game devs wouldn't be such pussies to be honest <laughs> I mean, because they know everyone's going to jump down their throat. Like, w- no, whether, fucking, whether it's the original statement it, or the follow-up them. statement. No, because, because... I don't know. The, I can totally the, see why someone the, would the be... Point, the point of tip-toe. all of this, though, Jamie, I think is proof that you cannot please everyone. So fucking just... I, it doesn't mean these these guys aren't going to try, right? Well, well, do you well, what I, happened last time? Exactly got political <laughs> earlier in uh, last, last year when they had the old... Uh, the the fist and the underground. Oh yeah, it? yeah. The, the they had the BLM fist on the posters in. What was it? Oh, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was the mobile game. game. It was the mobile game. Oh, it was the mobile, it was the mobile game. game. 
Yeah, and it was yeah. oh yeah, it was about uh, like protesters and sort of like protests that <laughs> turned violent and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah, your and the, job the, was to crack down on the protesters. Yeah, you and were, the you people were with the fists were the evil evil people doing doing <laughs> wrong and trying to like talk about get the like get the tone wrong. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got that horribly wrong. I I, I think that. Uh, the, I don't know. I, I think that they keep the politics out of gaming crowd uh, often uh, make themselves look pretty stupid. With I still remember a very famous uh, Twitter sort of conversation where there was a dude who was convinced that the Metal Gear Solid series was not political because it was, again, because he believed because it was all completely fictitious. But I, I tend to agree with what this guy said, which is that like when you tup on, touch on these themes and you clearly have something to say about these themes or you have an outlook on them, whether in, as in this case, fascism, slavery, and so on and so forth, like you're, you're getting into political territory. That's what you're wading into, whether you want to or not. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I don't know. And I, I, why should we be afraid? Of, like, what's so what? So what? Like, far, think, far, far Cry Six. Let's say, let's say that through it's the protagonist or kind of what they appear to. Uh, oppose or, or condemn through the game story, let's say Far Cry 6 is down on slavery. Far Cry 6 doesn't... So what? Neither do I. I don't like slavery. <laughs> down, like down on slavery is a controversial topic. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, that's the thing. The thing the, that's the thing that's probably frustrating is that what these what a lot of guys online and people online nowadays tend to call out as politics that they quote-unquote don't want in their gaming, they, they're usually not particularly controversial stances. They're stances that most of us either do take or probably should take. And it's See, just I, like, I think I the, I think the blank, I think the blanket keep politics out of gaming thing because you know, I don't know. I, I can I disagree with you a little bit because I, of course you can. I, I, I like games being political. Like I like the fact like metal gear, metal gear solid is obviously like related to nuclear prol- proliferation, deterrence, etc. Exactly. etc. Et and that they, is, they, that makes they hid an end. They hid an ending in metal gear solid five up to every, the point where every single person who had bought the game agreed to give up their nuclear arms. <laughs> yeah. And people was, are, yeah, you can't get any more like, and, and uh, yeah. And, and people online think it's not political because there's a character called revolver Ocelot who spins a revolver around on his finger. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not political thing. But I, I think the issue people have, and I can kind of appreciate, is that those sorts of big questions and big political questions that are complicated and you can absolutely have um, like intricate story around them. Like, for example, I'm currently playing um, uh, Disco Elysium, which is a inherently political game. There are political themes yep. running throughout that, which are they make the game. Like, without it, without those political things, you have no game. Like, that's that's what makes it. Um, I think what people don't like, and I can kind of get behind, and I, well, not get behind, but I understand, is when devs seem to put in political things they don't really care about, but they put them in because they feel like they have to in order to, like, like tick a box. It's like when a company does something which you know they don't really give a shit about, but they do it because I, um, they just want to keep everyone happy. I, I, I'm not asking to put you on the spot. I'm asking because genuinely, it'd be like it'd be good to have a co- like a an example to kind of to talk around. Is there something that comes to mind for you for like an example of like some, a politically like, motivated thing that inserted into a video game that you could tell the devs weren't really invested in? No, maybe not in video. Like personally, no, because I haven't. I don't really see many things pop up that I think. Oh, that's obviously in films. I would say it's a lot slightly more obvious because you can have something like. Um, uh let's say around like blm or you have um you know uh um supporting that and you have companies in america and in the west and in the uk that will support things like blm and they say yeah we need to stop racism etc and then when they 
company i don't know if they did it so maybe i'm being unfair but like companies like disney who then when they have um was it star wars the part they had the film in china and they made oh they uh, got rid of john boyega john boyega they made him really small in the back of the poster they they deleted him dude outright they're just did they just get rid of him altogether no black faces on the poster in china would you then say well hold on that's you've now bowed down to (laughs) political pressure in another country did, when you're not standing up for your rights, did, did you like, see what? You, did you see the John Cena thing this week? No. Oh, the, with the I, I no, I didn't. I should, yeah, that Crazy. exactly. There's a great no, example. What, what was it? What was it? Tell me. So I'm, John Cena was John Cena was doing press for the new Fast and the Furious movie, uh, like I think in the West, like, um, and basically uh, acknowledged that Taiwan was an independent country. And of oh, course, yeah. for oh. a film that's massive in China, that's a big problem. So John Cena filmed himself apologizing to the people of China, speaking Mandarin for acknowledging the existence of Taiwan in a post made for Weibo or whatever it's called, their that's social mental. media site. Yeah. Yeah. That's mental. It's fucking crazy. Did, did so you I'm, not learn from what happened with the blizzard in, in Hearthstone? Oh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. And, and Jonesy, before I throw back to you, I've also thought of a gaming example. There's the picture you guys remember of all the handles for the various branches of Bethesda and almost all ah, of them had changed yes. their profile pictures on Twitter to like a rainbow, so I think it pride, was. Pride, because it was pride. For pride. Right? Yeah. And like yeah. it was like Bethesda Russia and Bethesda Saudi Arabia or something like that <laughs> were like the two handles that just hadn't changed their logo. Fuck. Some Jesus good. Christ. And then, because so then you have to kind of say like, okay, so look, they might not be things that I, um, I'm bothered about as being little things they slide into games for political things because I don't even notice them. But for some people, they might say, well, they've obviously done this purely because they want to tick a box and they want to get certain people on their side, whereas they don't really believe it. And I can kind of understand that. I can kind of understand uh, empty political messaging, whereas something like Metal Gear Solid with the nukes or when you talk about um, like Disco Elysium and it's looking into like capitalism and communism and unions and things, I think those things are intricate in the game. And so I yes. think those things are different. So I can see and why like, there's a disconnect. Disco Elysium is a game that does a really good job of acknowledging that these, these things exist while allowing you to craft a character that takes whatever stance he wants to take, for better or for yeah. worse, and allowing characters in their own right to, like, there are people in Disco Elysium that wouldn't condone your behavior if you became, like, a racist, communist, fascist prick. But there are also characters that will agree with you in <laughs> sort of any one of those yeah. fields. Um uh, you know, and that's what the world's like yeah. at the end of the Disco day. Disco Elysium did a great job of of saying you can be whatever you want and we won't, you know, like normally games have a moral morality system and you're like, you can be good or bad, but it's like, but if you're bad, you're not really good. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Disco Elysium was like, be you, dude. Yeah. Which I, I, I thought was I, quite I of interesting. That. Jesus, can you guys stop like, sucking Disco Elysium's dick for it's one a, second? It's a very well written game. Take a breath. Well, bit. shall we, um, with all that, getting a little bit political, <laughs> shall we move on to something a little bit more lighthearted and should we do the comment of the week? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm dying for it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so this is from Diablo64. Who are you, Is it ASB64? Is that what you said? Is I that, believe it is. That, I believe it's our okay. old friend ASB64. But yeah, change the name potentially to Diablo64. If it isn't ASB64, sorry. <laughs> and welcome Diablo64. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> ASB's got some uh, competition. But yeah, right. He says, bruh, Spider-Man delayed. Can Marvel's Avengers get anything? <laughs> no, right? no Josie, you fucked it. <laughs> what? All he said was bruh, but he was commenting on our video that was Spider-Man was oh. delayed. Can Marvel Avengers get anything? I right? thought Which- he'd said that as well. <laughs> no. Okay. Classic. So he just said bruh. He just said bruh. On, on a video that's how many weeks oh, old right. now? Uh, it's got to be quite old, isn't it? Yeah. 
But th- this was at, at time of recording our most recent comment. So, you know, <laughs> so I, you I, picked a recent comment from an old video. I yeah. didn't realize you'd done that. I thought they'd put yeah. the whole thing. I right. thought it was quite funny. But also, shout out if it is ASP64, if it isn't ASP64, shout out Diablo64. But more than that, I, I also want to just highlight to people that we do have old content that you might not have seen. So go and watch it because while it may not necessarily be relevant, it's still entertaining as hell. So get 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 watching or listening. It is entertaining. And do you know what I found really entertaining that I hadn't seen until um, I watched it, I think it was last week, was an old, uh, tr- I guess, like test shoot that we did for a little game show <laughs> that we were trying on ATG uh, called Progress Bar that Hell you yeah. cut together um, a cool little teaser for and uploaded it as a special video that you can get if you are one of our Patreons on the tier where you get extra content. So what a prime opportunity to give a shout out to some of our Patreons. Um, They follow us at patreon.com forward slash super show. And they are Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Jesper Camden-Nielsen, Javela Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pears, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starfall Kid, Zach Cream. And the big dogs, it's Hacksaw Book Reed, Shellshock, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and The Dude Abides. And we also have many, many other patrons who are absolute legends. They support us every week and they keep us coming back. They keep the lights on. Um, they give us a way and a reason to meet up and have a chat about games every week. So Hell yeah. a massive thank you and a big shout out to all of you guys. You are incredible. Um, and if you would like to join them and see some of our other content, patreon.com forward slash super show. And if you haven't yet and you are a patron, do check out that, um, progress, that bar. progress Bar teaser because I was laughing at watching <laughs> me and Jamie just doing that ridiculous stuff. I, I, was, I was tearing up when I, when I was watching it again and I was like, oh, I've got to share this. Um, before we get onto that for just one second, I want to say shout out to Hexel Book Reed, stepping up, being a big man, but giving me a bit of a dilemma here, fellas. I mean, I'm, I'm running out of scrotum space here for these tattoos. Oh, so. I see. We've run out of balls um, yeah. and, yeah. and cock. Uh, you, I know yeah. I've solved it. Pop mm. a couple of Viagra just every couple of hours, and it will be permanently bigger. Like and you can, like you've got you're more saying space. it's like Pinocchio, it just grows and grows and grows. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it's always hard, and then you've got more real estate to write. On. Talking about politics, I've actually got a joke about that, but I actually I don't know if it's allowed anymore. Jesus, like because I think it might involve a stereotype that it's Guessing a com- what, it's a compliment. Your past, I'm gonna say don't. Yeah, all exactly. I'm gonna say is. <laughs> Is is a complimentary stereotype still a stereotype that should yes. be yes. like okay? There you go. Do not, well, yeah, then, do not mention. then then there's half my catalog out the window, and I'll but change the subject by very quickly. Yes, going back to oh, can I have a quick shout out though, Chris? Yes, of course. I was going to say, but, but I know we did comment of the week, and it was bra, and that, that was all great. I just wanted to also say a big thank you to everyone last week who took part in the competition oh, yes. to guess when I started to need a shit. That was buried right at the end of the podcast, but some people did actually guess time codes. I've looked through a few of them, and ironically, Diablo 64, a.k.a. ASB 64, I think might have won that competition as well, but I'm yeah. going to get that nice. in concrete before I announce a winner. Just want to say nice. thank you. Nice. Very good. Fair play. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, fellas, that progress bar, I just want to touch on it because I, I fucking love that. It was a pilot for a show we, well, I wanted to do. I don't, I don't know how much you guys wanted to do it, especially after recording that pilot. Uh, but for a gaming-based quiz show on all-time gaming, uh, it was a bit a bit wacky, a bit out there. And the second iteration of that, which we actually filmed a, a, another segment of it with other people, wasn't Jamie and Jonesy um, on camera. 
Actually, it was Sam Richards from 101 Facts fame and uh, Georgia Odie as well. Unfortunately, that footage got um, corrupted as we were transferring it, but I, I did take that idea further. I did take it further, and I think I got it to such a sweet space. It was so fucking good, fellas. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I think we take that little trailer thing that you've made, we put it onto, uh, what's it even called? Not, not, I'm going to say Just Giving, not one of those. One of the ones that's, that, where you get support. to like, oh, like Kickstarter or Indiegogo. Kickstarter, or yeah, yeah, Indiegogo. Uh, and we say, hey, guys, we want to make this into a show. We well, work could, out a budget could, that we need You know, we, we could do, do that on Patreon. I mean, we, we could put it as a stretch goal. We did so well with the Dungeons & Dragons thing so far. Uh, but on Patreon, you can also fund a project. So if you have an idea and you say it's going to cost us X amount to do it, Will you fund it? And it's almost like a separate thing. So th- there's options there. I'd love to if I can get it off the ground, but I, I don't think How we- in, 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 in Super Show's current capacity that we are ever yeah, going to manage I, it. I feel like our track record for even getting things off the ground when we have an obligation to get them off the ground is not is not looking uh, too, I, I too think, hot right now. I think worldwide pandemic put a little bit of a kibosh onto some of our plans. Big time, big time. Um, but fellas, but hey, I, I, honestly, I would, I would love to fucking get that done. That, especially because be you guys, cool to do it again. you guys didn't live through the second iteration, and the second iteration is so fucking good. I'm, I'm interested now to see what happened. What was happening? I, I mean, well, it, it was, I I, the, there was more, there was more power given to um, the quiz host. So right. there were there were kind of things where points could be given and taken away at 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 whim. <laughs> okay. So, so for instance, you could answer the question correctly. But if you said it in a smug way, it could just deduct points. And, and it, it just kind of kept things on its toes. Like, not too crazy, but kept things on its toes. And it was, it was, it was a nice kind of interplay that added another layer to the wackiness. But, but at the same time, kind of gave it the focus that I think it needed from the pilot. Okay, interesting. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Something to it was see fun. In the future. It was fun, fellas. I still have those documents. So if we, if we need to go back to them i don't know i i can't even bring myself to watch this thing that we put up for patrons so uh, my participation yeah. in all future recordings if, is if you ever wanted to hear jamie rap answers to a quiz in a high-pitched voice while hopping <laughs> on one leg see that then, that's uh, why I'm, I'm never gonna fucking watch that thing like, then support they were on point fire mate straight your bars was your bars were straight fire and jonesy's saying that you know the likelihood of me watching this thing gets lower and lower with each new comment that's made <laughs> The best well, thing hey, was when you is... started. The best thing was when you started hopping, and and you said, "Wow, I forgot how hard it was to hop." <laughs> that that's a, that's a normal thing that that happens. Who hops? I'm not a child anymore. Yeah, people who like hopscotch. Ch- yeah, children, basically children. Yeah, exactly. but look, that plus is like distant. I, I'm past. I'm struggling on two knees here. Okay, like <laughs> you're asking me to cope on one. That's that's mental. Yeah. That that is the distant past. I want to talk about the recent past quickly, and I want to know uh, what you boys have been up to uh, in the past week. So, mm, Chris, listen. Mm. Uh, what have, what have I been up to? Fuck all, fellas. Uh, mm. I I thought I thought things were gonna ease up for me, but um, yeah, apparently not. <laughs> things are still kind of crazy in my world. The one thing I did manage to do, which is not gaming related, but kind of relates to what we spoke about last week, was Army of the Dead. I watched it. Uh, nice. What did you think? I watched it in two sittings. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I have, I have some issues with it. Kind of like, why? Why? Or, it, why, 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 why? Why exists? 
So yeah. some of those, some of the stuff, some of the decisions that they made is just kind of like oh. why. And and I, I guess I didn't realize it at the time because you had said you didn't want to go too much into it because it is pure spoiler territory. But it's almost yeah. like they tried to evolve the formula of what zombies can do. Because obviously you started off with like shamblers and you know the slow zombies, and then it went to faster zombies with Twenty Eight Days Later. And I think Zack Snyder's thinking was, well, what's the next iteration of that? And the place that he took it doesn't make sense to me at all but he's he's just hold on he's just copied i've seen that style of zombie before if you think of like um uh i am legend with the smart zombies no but it's very much of that ilk smart zombies is fine and and having like alpha zombies is fine it's more a case of like what he where he was kind of trying to infer where the zombies came from and what they are and and some of the stuff like that It, it just it was a bit weird. Uh, is, a bit is, weird. It like, is it like in Sunset Overdrive where the monsters come from an energy drink? Like, is he I mean, trying to get a little bit too commentary on it? No, not like that. But I mean, it, it, <laughs> is it is know. it is it keep politics out of my Zack Snyder <laughs> film territory, Chris? No, it's not. But I, I, so I was watching the film, and I, while I thoroughly enjoyed it, I was thinking to myself, if they had just done a traditional zombie thing, like let's say with fast zombies and say alpha zombies, but not trying to take it any further than that. Would the film still work? The answer was an overwhelming yes. And even more to that, I think maybe it would have been better for it because if you're focusing less on trying to justify the zombies as they are, you could focus more on the character development, which I felt was a little bit lacking in this film right. anyway. And as- Can I give you one word as to my theory behind the whole film? Oh God, yeah. Am I going to... I don't think it's... Spo- it's not spoilerific because it's bullshit. I'll give you one word. Nanobots. Oh, yeah. I mean, that feeds into what I also think is bullshit Maybe, about yeah. it. Uh, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I might just have to ask you guys to spoil it for me now because, I mean, after we finish recording, obviously, for the sake of the folks at home, but if it is anything <laughs> that's to do not with spo- the- That's not spoilers. That's, that's pure conjecture. But yeah, that's, it's that's interesting not, to see what Chris thinks about it. It's not yeah, necessarily but in the film. The idea, the idea of a film that doesn't answer questions wherein one of the questions could be answered with the words you just said doesn't appeal to me. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. you don't need to worry about it like that. it's more in the sense of like if you try if you th- watch a film and then you try and think oh what's the law yeah what's but the you, you already, you already put pictures up on twitter that now i'm almost linking up to the word you just said and it's like okay <laughs> is there some weird shit going on where like no is there it, isn't it's, it's just, just like a five nights at freddy's kind of thing where like we'll, let, we'll get into it after when we stop recording we'll get into it but and, you, and you'll probably be annoyed with that with some of that stuff to be fair. well i'm less annoyed than you two because two hours of my life that i don't need to get back i've, I've still got them i can use them on anything to have yeah. the world's longest wank think of how many tabs i can open up but anyway um, that is, that, otherwise we're going to be here forever that's me in a nutshell nice jamie what have you been playing um, I played a shitload of uh, Mass Effect, uh, both one and two now, because I finished Ooh, Mass Effect one. Hey, nice. yeah, yeah. Kind of had the dream situation the other day, and says a lot about life at the moment that that this constitutes the dream situation, <laughs> where uh, I had to book a day off work because we were celebrating uh, a family member's birthday, and um, uh, we were having lunch. Went to lunch, nice, you know, relaxed sort of lunch. Got home, realized it was four p.m. And I didn't have anything else to do that day, even if I wanted to. And so I was like, the dream. Well, and then so I started playing video games. And I, I, you know, when your body clock or you have like that little almost a reminder that's like, hey, think about stop playing video games now because of life. And then you check yourself and you're like, I don't need to stop. It was like, <laughs> it was like back in the all time gaming days where like weekends were just like, 
You don't need to stop. You can just keep going. And so yeah. I kept going. And I nice. played like fucking eight hours of Mass Effects uh, in one day. And like I said, finished Mass Effect 1. And I've played a handful of hours of Mass Effect 2. Um, I enjoyed Mass Effect 1 way more than I thought I would. I think the Legendary Edition is just about done enough to make it sort of like playable and competent by today's standards while retaining the fact that, I mean, the game naturally retains the fact that I think it's a good and well-told story with fun and interesting and lively characters. Um, uh, it's just the side content. It's the fringes of Mass Effect 1 that have aged horribly, but that's exactly what they fix in Mass Effect 2. So I'm honestly on on Cloud 9 replaying that game, if I can be nice. totally honest. Um, I'm Excellent. enjoying it. I'm enjoying returning to that like that world, that franchise, way more than I thought I would. Um what it, like we talked about last week, Chris, with you and um, Soul stuff, it's become that game that kind of like I found myself typing in the name of the game on YouTube, not <laughs> because I, I don't know what I want to see. I just want to see stuff. I just want to hear stuff. Yeah. I just want you want to information more content around. Yeah, that. I'm just like yeah. I'm all in on Mass Effect for some reason right D- now. Diving in the deep really, end, fella. That's the way. To yeah, do. just really enjoying my time with it. Um, That's exactly where they want you to be, so they can make you forget all about yeah. Andromeda before they announce something new. <laughs> yeah, well there you go. I mean, Mass Effect 2, for, and for the record, is is phenomenal. I, I'd i forgotten more of it than I thought I would, though. Um, mm, okay. And I don't know why. I, I, I think that might have just been because Mass Effect 2 it came out when I was like... Fi- no. 17. And I was a, I think I was just a bit flaky with my gaming at the time, and so I was probably like... I don't, I, w- I really wasn't as invested then as I probably yeah, am Yeah, but now. even so, dude, like, it's an old game. <laughs> yeah, like, it's old. Y- you're okay to forget some stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I remembered more of Mass Effect 1. That's a weird thing. Oh. I, I don't know why. I had more snapshots in my head of that game as I went yeah. along. Um, I'll also just say Mass Effect 2's start is, I, I, again, I didn't remember just how weird it was. And like, do you remember in Fallout 4 where you leave the vault and it doesn't take that long before you guys are like, well, this is life now. Yeah. And he's right. just doing quests. Mass Effect 2 has a bit of that where I was like, I feel like this guy should be a little bit more inquisitive about his situation right now. Um, are, you, but, are you saying you like know, the fact that like, hey, I, I basically died? Like, hey, yeah, like, hey, I died. And I mean, spoilers for Mass Effect 2, even though that game is over 10 years old right now. But I died and this mysterious company that were still ostensibly terrorists in the previous game spent two years and billions of credits rebuilding me and solely me. And... They why? want me to, and why? I, I don't know, but let, let's just do it. You know what? Joker likes them, so I like him too. <laughs> well, Out, Outriders was terrible for that as well. Outriders just said, look what's happened, you're now a superhero, and then the dude about 10 minutes later has been all smug and laughing about shit and calling people names, and you're like, dude, you just had this world-life-changing thing happen to you. What are you doing? Yeah, but you don't get it, Jonesy. You're a game character, you've got to be cool. You've got to be cool, mate. No matter yeah. what happens, like, it's got to be cool. Inside the first like half an hour of Mass Effect 2, you have a run-in with a character from the first game who was available as a companion. And I almost wanted the uh, the option to hug them. And <laughs> that that's not how Shepard plays that situation. Um, so, yeah, weird. I think what's happening is I've become more sentimental and soft in the years since that game's release. But those games are good, and that's all I've played. Thank you. Nice. Um, I actually got... The, I, I, haven't had time to play games recently, but I did manage to play and finish a game um, in the last week, which was oh, oh, yeah. shocking for me because it's not something I've been able to do for a while. It was a quite a short game, though, which is um, probably why, which was Call of Duty Cold War. Um, I wanted to play that since it came out, and I finally managed to get hold of it, and it was only about 40 quid. So that was good. Was how how long is that campaign? Like eight hours? Eight hours or something like that. It's not, not too long, yeah. 
Um, so I managed to uh, I managed to crack it out in about three sittings, I think, which was um, which wasn't too bad. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good. So yeah, it's a, um, like it. It's not as I was hoping for something a bit more. That whole eighties theme and everything, you know, leading up to it of going like it's the eighties and then Warzone, obviously going back to the eighties. I just felt like it was going to be more eighties, and it actually just feels more like a maybe a World War Two kind of title the way that you're skulking around and being stealthy. And I just, I wanted there to be more kind of <laughs> big hair and tape players. I really don't know what I wanted. Oh, but right. I'm, but no, very, uh, a cool game, a cool uh, campaign. Some of the later stages and what they do, I thought was very cool. Um, last stage in particular, I thought was very cool. The way they played that and sort of some of the mind bending shit they do um, was, was very interesting. And I really enjoyed it. Mm. It was very good. I then, which was funny, I actually played one of the zombie modes that I haven't played for years on a Call of Duty game um, or a Black Ops game, which was um, Outbreak. I don't know if that's a new one where you can. <sighs> yeah. Is, is it, was it in a much broader, like, open area and you were, like, yes. running around? Yeah, that's something they added post launch. Right. And, and you could. Um, there's sort of. There's sections of the. Um, sections of a map i don't know is it i don't i don't think it's part of the warzone map i don't even know blimey no they it's, take sort of, it's its own map it's its own thing so they take a set i tell you what it's from it's from the game because they it's from yeah the map yeah the they, they use it in some of the multiplayer as well like that right. that mode that's like not quite as big as a battle royale but still quite big dirty dirty bob something like that okay and yeah you can you have um things that you need to do in this world but there are zombies everywhere and they're just going about their business. But then as you sort of go and loot, as you kind of do in a war zone, and then zombies jump through the glass and smash through the ceilings and come to try and get you. And then you end up with more and more of them chasing you. And I was like, this is really cool. I like this kind of slow zombies then shambling after you and you're just doing headshots and stuff. It was cool. I enjoyed it. Uh, something yeah. that I'd like to play with other people. Oh, so, but they have, they have some classic zombies in there as well. There's like the, the map that game shipped with was, is like, you know, kind of traditional zombies experience. If you want some of that too, so I dropped into out. an I dropped into a, uh, one of the newer zombie things, and I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, like it was I, so I, weird. outbreak didn't really get get. Like, I didn't get it. I never really quite got a grasp of what we were meant to be doing or why. It's just a bit too big. Mm. Well, it wasn't but outbreak. Then, this yeah. was a more traditional kind of zombie map. Oh, was, well, then I get that. I get that was. too. When I like, I've only ever played it with someone who's really into zombies. And they're always running around like, right, we've got to turn on this uh, facility. Like, we've got to <laughs> yeah. get the power to this facility. This generator's going to turn on. Have you pack-a-punched that gun yet? I don't know. Sorry, I don't know what pack-a-punch is. You've got to buy your perks. You've got to buy your perks. <laughs> Have you got the, the, the sprint, sprint speed? Drink this juice. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like, hang I'm, on a second. I'm, like... I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the one where I... I put the boards up on the windows. Yes. yes. Uh, like, <laughs> well, in my head, it's still world at war in that very first zombie mode yeah. where it's just stopping them coming in. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I just want to play. I don't, I don't really care about the rest. All right. Josie, but, did, did um, you, did you play as, did you visit Nakatomi Plaza in Warzone? No, I didn't. No, I, I'm, I think that's, is that, I, I don't know when that was available. I don't even know. I, I saw I it. Still, it's still going now. It's still going still now. Going. I'm so out of the loop because I mean I, um, I I did the best decision I ever made I, and I, installed Warzone. So so I can confirm that I have dropped into Verdansk uh, and I have dropped in as Rambo, who was the person I decided to spend sixteen pounds on. Sixteen um, pounds. Uh, John McClane's forehead was just too big. It was just too big. Fair. Um, 
But at least though, it's John McClane. Do you remember that teaser where they showed it off and you didn't see John McClane at all? And it was like, yeah, because his model looked like what? shit and they got too scared. Um, <laughs> but uh, I regret to inform you guys that I was uh, told by the people I play Warzone with that Nakatomi Plaza was where all the sweats land now. And so we weren't allowed to go there. And so I have What's not seen sweat? it. Like yeah, people, wh- who, what uh, is very, people who are people who are very good in the game, but perhaps they are also very good at the game but because they play it in a way that is designed to be successful more than it is designed to be fun. What, like, and thus they are frustrating to come up against because the guns okay. they use might be meta or the way they move oh, or the environments they stick to or they might like camp when it's beneficial to them they might you know and so on and so, so forth like, pe- the, people, are the, people that are better than you yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see I get it people, like, I, I remember, a, term, a term for people that are better at a game than you like, so you don't want to play when we, them, when we used to it. play FIFA back in the day I, I, I haven't played competitive FIFA for a long time but you know that, that you can all imagine a tactic where you uh, you sprint like down the line and get right up to the and then pass back across the face of goal and then tap it into the keeper has nothing there's nothing the keeper can do essentially yes. can you imagine that we used to call that a totally. sweaty goal I, do you know why I know that is because um, as we cut a video with KSI and Rio uh, and I edited it and um, I think uh, Rio says oh sweaty goal because he literally does exactly <laughs> yeah. that do you know what they call that do you know what they call that in football. Good football. <laughs> I, had, I had one friend, shout out to Ben Kemp, who called it a shipman because he would name all the things that he didn't like about FIFA tactics after serial killers. And that particular type of goal was, a, was the Harold Shipman. Or the, wow. Just a shipman. Interesting. Yeah, that, that, I do. I always find that odd when pe- if people have things in games they don't oh, like. He, so they he hit me with the Bundy. <laughs> they, they basically say that they're... They they say they're like they're cheating or they're the things you're not allowed to do because they don't like... Because that's not... Because obviously they play against people that do that and then kill Chris, yeah. um, uh, one that you might remember from Brian Lara Cricket back in the way, just intentionally bowling a full toss that just doesn't bounce and just like just hurling it. So basically they either have to play a defensive shot yeah. or they're out LBW. There's nothing they can do. <laughs> so that's, is that not just cricket? No. <laughs> is it the equivalent? Is it the equivalent isn't of like it, a one-move These days you'll get a penalty fighter? if you do that. Huh? You, is it you, the equivalent of like one move man when you're playing like Street well, Fighter and used to be blanker? Kind, and kind of, but he said like <laughs> cr- cricket in real life, people can't reliably, you know, throw the same accuracy in the same, like yeah. the more you do that, something's going to go wrong. Like you'll throw a wide or a no ball or it'll be just slow enough or high enough or wide enough that like you're going to get punished for it. But like obviously video games occasionally allow you to reproduce tactics to. with startling accuracy in right. a way that real life footballers or cricketers couldn't, I guess yeah, is the, the difference. Oh, I get you. Yeah, yeah, I get Because yeah. that's like that's like watching like uh, Novak Djokovic or someone. I don't know who's got a really good serve, but watching them do like the fastest serve they've ever done in their life, and it just just touching the line by point one of a millimeter in a way that the person defending it had no way of ever reaching it, and you just stand there and go, "Cool, you know, if you did that every time, <laughs> what would people be able to do?" And <laughs> to be, just, to, to like, be fair, yeah, but like, no, but to be fair, that's sport. exactly how they. That's exactly how they play tennis. Yeah, but they the try reason- to do it. They try to do it, and then more often than not, when you try, they put everything they can into their first serve, and then it goes wrong, and so the second serve is much more reserved, and that's where more rallies probably come as a result of a second serve than a first serve, and so on and so forth. And no, but because there's user error in sport. No, but that, but it's not. That's not what that the reason it the reason that it doesn't always come off right isn't normally because they mess up their first serve. It's because the person they're serving to is like Rafa Nadal, and he yeah. just returns it. Like it's I think there's such a thing as an unreturnable serve. It's just like you only, even the best players have oh, a percentage okay, yeah, chance sure. of getting it. That's just, just how it, I see it. I can't remember who, no, you, you, 
can't remember who it was. I remember watching Wimbledon one year and literally the guy, every first serve he did was a fault. And I kept, I was thinking, maybe just don't try yeah. like, doing that serve because you're, it's not going in at ever. I didn't see one go in. So now you're right. Yeah, there is definitely that sort yeah. of thing. And you think just maybe do two second serves. I mean, at least you've got a backup. Just take it easy. Just have a little breather, mate. Have a, have a, yeah. Take it easy. But anyway, yeah, the only other thing I've done this week, which is, was to uh, watch the entire second season of Ragnarok. Which, um, if you don't watch Netflix, what the fuck Ragnarok is this show? Quality. I've never even heard of this. It's a Norwegian show where um, it's set modern day, but the giants and the gods are kind of reborn. But they're normal, so it's like it's a basically it's but it's based around a normal kid who, um, I can't, his name's Mogne. Mogne. It's all like subtitled. It's quality. <laughs> um, and they just brought out the second season, but he Magnin gets Modi. he gets um, uh, touched. He gets touched by some woman oh, who is on. some sort of Oh, witch. hang on. Hold so is this just, kind of like one of those... No, she touches uh, his hair. Don't worry. It's not weird. On, she mate. strokes his hair and she and he becomes Thor. Um, and then he discovers that there are frost giants who just look like normal people. God, can you evil. imagine what would have happened if she stroked his dick? Oh, epic. Hammer dick. <laughs> Hammer dick. But yeah, so this was season two, um, and so it was a continuation of the story. And what Mogner, imagine? Imagine I'd love that. It's like his dick just did turn into Mjolnir, and like his just his forehead was just this like gross kind of like brick shaped thing on the end of his penis. <laughs> and he but it could it also like wield the power of thunder and lightning through his penis. I like it. I like it. That'd be great. That's, There's that's, definitely a porn parody in that. That is the actual uh, leaked synopsis is, of um, Thor: Love and Thunder. Is there an Odin in this, or is it just Thor? No, there. So in the first season, there's just Thor and the giants. But in the second season, um, some more gods come into it. I don't want to say anything else. You love Ooh, people can go okay, and okay. check it out. But it's, it's one of those kind of a bit of bolder action. Done that. No, Ball, no bolder. No bolder. Bolder's a legend. Oh, you know what? I regret ever doubting Bolder. I remember when I read some God of War leaks and like Bolder's name came up, and I was like, oh, who cares? Got it totally wrong. Such yeah, a, he was quite. A le- at least in that game, he was what, a what, fucking one of the things. Just, just going back quickly, like you mentioned the the Dark Souls hole that I went through on YouTube. One of the videos that <laughs> oh, I watched. Yeah. Oh yeah, one of the videos I watched was a one-hour amateur critique of God of War. And those oh, are my man. favorite kinds of critiques. Is when they're both amateur and an hour long. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. I was, uh, those, it, those have struck me as weird recently, though, because you watch them and then after, after like half an hour, I'm like. There's no reason I should take this person's opinion, like for any of this. I, I love it, dude. I I, I think people but they're enjoyable. They're they, they're so totally enjoyable. I I think it's like diamonds in the rough, to be honest, with some of them. I mean, it's it's luck of the draw. Sometimes you get like the crazy psychos that you shouldn't be listening to, <laughs> but sometimes you get the dudes that are like, "Fuck this is this is you fucking you you are putting to words what I feel about the game." Okay. In, def- in defense of Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin, one hour, 46 minutes. I've watched it. <laughs> Jesus. But hey, let's get... In defense of you- Dark Souls 2, just, just general, in uh, one hour, 19 minutes. Yeah. You guys um, have set this up beautifully because um, talking about the Norse gods and moving on to God of War, as, you, as uh, oh. you both did very, very kindly, I think we should talk a little bit more about it because... Um, PlayStation Worldwide Studios had a cheeky interview and we found out a little bit more information about um, God of War, Ragnarok, um, that was supposed to be coming out this year that nobody ever thought was coming out this year. Um, anyway, but they were right because it's not yeah. coming out this year. It's now going to come out in um, 2022. 
Um, also, we had another confirmation that it's going to be on the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5. It is going to be a cheeky crossover. Um, <laughs> not, not the only yeah. one, which is... The, not this the is, only one. This is, I guess, where the controversy comes in. But yeah, maybe let's just talk about the, the delay. Yeah, like you said, we, we all knew it was going to happen. Like, you don't get... You don't get that that you don't get this far into twenty twenty one without seeing anything about it other than the logo reveal and think to yourself, this is definitely coming out. Yeah. Having played obviously the first one, we know the size of that game, the scope, yeah. the breadth, and it was like, yeah, if we haven't seen anything, it's probably not gonna come out this year. Oh, totally. Like when they announced that all those games, they announced, as you said, God of War with a logo and Horizon with a proper trailer. Yeah. We're now you know, at the point we're at, at this point in 2021, Horizons moved up to gameplay and God of War still hasn't had a actual trailer yet. It's yeah. still just a logo. So, also, yeah, and, yeah any if, reasonable person would have guessed it. Yeah. If, if you remember watching the Raising Kratos documentary, which if our viewers or listeners haven't seen it yet, definitely go to YouTube and watch it. It's, it's a bit of a roller coaster. But even in that, they changed their internal release dates like three or, like three or four or five times. Oh Jamie, my god. Jamie's just seen something. Something what, incredible has just happened. What's dropped? So no no no. no. <laughs> I I don't know how this has happened. I wasn't even like Is this from a So um pe- people might know who have uh, followed either us or us as all time gaming for a little while. We like energy drinks and especially I think we've pledged our allegiance to Monster Energy, would you say overall, right guys? Overall. I, probably, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I I drink a fair amount of Monster Energy. I try and drink the sugar-free uh, stuff mo- most of the time. Bought this one the other day, regular uh, Monster Energy Ultra, uh, five hundred milli- five hundred milliliters, regular can. Went to the shop. This was today. Um, forgot forgot I had that other one and bought one for today. Um, well, bought one for this podcast more specifically, which I just went to grab now. I can't tell if it's from a different country or not, but it's taller. It's five hundred and fifty three mil, and it has one of those resealable lids. Oh wow! Oh, weird. I've never seen that on a monster sold in this country before. So I apologise to our worldwide audience who are thinking right now, like, what the fuck have I just derailed this entire conversation for? But as someone who has had hundreds, if not thousands, of cans of various monster drinks over the past like decade, this has turned my world upside down. Shout out to Monster Energy, uh, the the best energy drinks. Actually, do you know what? I'll take that back. Any energy drink company that wants to uh, support the Super <laughs> Show, we are ready to pledge allegiance to Hey, listen, to the, the, the coconut and the watermelon flavors of, of Red Bull, I think, are still like S-tier. Yeah. S-tier. And do you know what? I, I hear that even G Fuel or, uh, in fact, any kind of powder-based gamer-aimed supplement energy thing. Do you know what? I hear they're all great. And yeah. I just hear the one that spends money supporting us is apparently the best. I just, the, I, the name escapes me at the moment. <laughs> I want I need a pre-work. Do you know what I need is a, is a pre-workout gamer drink. Like, I don't know. Is G Fuel the thing? I don't really know enough about it, but. I, I reckon you could. Sneak, uh, Razor Respawn. That's probably what you're yeah, but are they at. Are they good as pre-workout as well? Are they good for like going to the gym and nailing before you go? I'm Wait, sure when, when, I, when, I used, when I used to hit the gym Whoa. hard in South Africa, I used to drink vitamin water. Vitamin water. Oh, apparently there's like, I've been getting hard into like the, uh, the online fitness sort of stuff. And it is, it is mental. The sort of shit those people pull, they like drink pre or eat pre-workout powder with no water. Ugh. They just, they just wow. eat it for no, because um, they're idiots. <laughs> like, I have you got to the point yet where you're starting your mornings off with a shot of apple cider vinegar? <laughs> Hell no, mate. 
Hell no, <laughs> not at all. Black black coffee all the way. Um, going back to God of War though, would you like to hear? Um, I apologise. Re- I genuinely that was, no, no, I that's so good. That wasn't planned. Uh, would you like to hear the reason why uh, Santa Monica Studios have said they've done the delay? The actual the, from from the horse's mouth, Ooh, as it were. J- Jonesy, though, before you do that, how shitty for them that it was uh, revealed that the game was delayed in a fucking Q and A, and then they had to release out their public statement. From Santa yeah, Monica Studio saying, "Oh yeah, by the way, yeah, 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 we're we're you know we're delaying our video, don't, our video game. Don't worry, don't worry about it. It'll be fine." That is it. Yeah, that's a bit shitty, isn't it? It's not the way yeah. you probably want it to go down. But um, so they've said the uh, their statement actually says, "I won't read the whole thing. This is just a bit about why it's delayed." Yeah, uh, we remain focused on delivering a top quality game while maintaining the safety and well being of our team, creative partners, and families. With this in mind, we've made the decision to shift our release window to 2022. Now. I don't think you have to invoke, invoke safety and well-being of your team in order to delay a game. <laughs> just, just if you need to delay it, just delay it. Well, this this is the world we live in. Optimistic anyway. You, you do have to kind of lay it on thick so you don't get the fucking death threats. But now that and see that that's too for me. That's too much. Like safe, the safety and well-being of our team is like that. They're your priority. Just do it. You don't need to like go into all. The, I don't know. It comes across as a bit weird, but yeah. I get it. I get it. I suppose. I, I, you know what? Take all the fucking time you need because if we get even anything on the caliber or exceeding the caliber of God of War 2018, I am so fucking. Let's do it. Take as much time as you need. Let's not have Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> I see. I, I I really liked God of War, but mate, you it, are crazy. It's, or it could legit, have been, legit one of the best games ever made. It could have been better. <laughs> You're not wrong. Every any game could be better. No, but you, you know, when you're playing a game and you're like, like it wouldn't have taken much. I don't know. Some some of the bits just rub me up as like, I don't know. They 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 could they just I don't know. It felt like it felt like they were so close to something like a ten, a straight ten, and they were at like a nine point five. And I was like, you could have hit the ten probably I, pretty I, easily. I, I don't know, mate. I think they were like more like a a nine point eight or nine point nine on that one. Fair. I think I only ever had one criticism of the game, and that was that the it felt like a chunk of the story when Atreus starts to go a bit darker, just kind of seemed a bit missing. It that that element seemed yeah, a bit it rushed. was so abrupt, wasn't it? Yeah, and and that it was a suddenly it just yeah. felt like something was cut from it. But other than that, I had honestly zero fucking complaints about that game. I it was, it was weird for me because most of it was like brilliant, but there were just some sections. I want to say it was the bit where you end up going and fighting the little float floaty flyy people and you um oh in the uh, elfheim was it elfheim, elfheim yeah. the whole elfheim bit to me just felt kind of odd and and a little bit like even some of the environments and some of the it just it felt a little strange to me and it and the rest of the game was so strong and some of the story stuff was wicked like the dude's head that you wear on the belt and he just chats and stuff which is great Mimir. The, yeah, like a lot of the story stuff was really good and the way they tease the reveals and everything. But then the Elfheim <laughs> thing just felt a little strange. Didn't you love being in the in, like in the canoe and the boat and Mamiya's telling yeah. you the story and then just as you you, you uh, pull up to like dock and get onto the land, Mamiya stops saying what he's saying. He's like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll pick this up later. And then you get I'll back on the boat and, and you start talking again and you, you just keep on doing it. You're like, well, pick it up later. I also felt yeah. that the way they did the hub world, I could kind of... What's the thing about, like, you can almost feel the walls of the game a little bit too much. The way it was, like, hub to hub, and you could rotate the thing, go with you... Which, it was the design of the game, so I can't really criticize it. Yeah, I, I didn't, that, but. didn't have an issue with that, to be honest. No, yeah. No, no I, I, I thought it was... 
I, 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 at a time when I didn't know what I wanted from the future of World of War, it was everything I could have wanted and more. I, I'm with Chris that I think it was one of the games of the generation. I think it will be remembered as one of the best games of all time in some respects. And for me, it delivered on just about every level that I wanted it to. Like, I, I, that, that was the that was a game that I, I mean, I, I took a lot of weeks off to play games back in the day when we used to work together. But that was the one I couldn't stop playing. That was the game I platinumed without stopping playing it. And I was playing eight hours a day of a game that didn't seem on paper like it would ever demand eight hours of playing a day because it wasn't one of these open ended, you know, one hundred hour plus RPGs. But I just I didn't want to stop playing it. I didn't want to stop experiencing that combat and that world and. Some of those set pieces, even now, when I remember them, and I won't spoil them again. Just, I know it's been three years, but still, like, uh, yeah, really <laughs> I just, stuff. If I had to guess as to what my issue with it was, I think the problem is I was such a big God of War fan going into that game. I wasn't someone looking for something new. I was looking yeah. for the next, like the next, like a, a, I was looking for like a, a return to form of so hold the on, trilogy. What you're, what you're saying is you wanted Far Cry Six. <laughs> I wanted Far Cry 6. And so, and one of the things that the God of War games always seemed to do to me was it was a journey from point A to point B and you battled your way through and there was multiple different things and you never backtracked and you were always forging forward and the story was going with it. And I totally get why they didn't do that with this. And I completely, and I it probably would have been a big mistake and they made a phenomenal game at the end of it. But going as, as a massive fan of the original th- trilogy uh, and then feeling like, there was very little of that journey progress through a world because it was like you did have to backtrack you did go back to the same place you could re- uh, go and repeat the same sort of area and things it was a little like it just lacked that element of discovery i suppose that i always found with the original trilogy but i get that you couldn't have done the the two things don't really work together so it's more of a, like a, a me thing than a, yeah. than a problem with them I, I, thing i guess i'll tell you what I, w- I wish i had a playstation 5 because i would love to fucking play that game at 60 fps Although, oh, as we've already touched on, now you know you even if you haven't been able to acquire a PlayStation Five by the time this game comes out, you'll still be able to play this. And we're now getting into really interesting territory when mm-hmm. it comes to obviously last week we talked about Spider Man Miles Morales and how well that was handled. Yeah, but we're now looking at God of War. We're looking at Horizon. Uh, we know now that Gran Turismo Seven is another game that's been confirmed to be cross platform, cross generation. I should say. Yeah. Um, it's going to spark a really interesting debate where, like, is it going to be Chris saying, I'm so glad that I can play these games? Is it going to be Chris saying, they shouldn't have done this because I can't play these games because they run at 10 frames a second and they look like dog shit? <laughs> is it going to be, you know, cyberpunk-style problems where they're like, we are fucking dragging our heels so much and the uh, most of the reason is because of platforms we shouldn't have even supported to begin with? Or will it be me and Jonesy on the PlayStation 5 with a voice in the back of our head saying, this looks great, but just think what could have happened if they abandoned those, yeah, those yeah. pathetic places. What could have form. been? But it's Remember how the- good Ratchet and Clank looked? Imagine if this looked that, you know. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you from my perspective, it's <sighs> looking at how much I enjoyed God of War, I would not want to play Ragnarok on a PS4. Okay, you'd you'd right. want to go full throttle and hit it on a PlayStation Five. Yeah, I mean, like, like it's max. Th- th- there are there are some games that you want to experience them the best way you can experience them. I think this is something that we touched on uh, before we knew the shambles of of Cyberpunk, but it was a case of saying like, oh yeah, I could play it on my PS4, presumably because I thought it would run properly, uh, but I don't want to because I can play it better 
the best place could be to play it is PC. And guess what? I was right. Um, but yeah, there's there's certain games that like I, I just want to play it as the best it could possibly be. So it was a bit different for Miles Morales because it was a bit of a spin-off. I probably feel mm. the same way about Spider-Man 2. If Spider-Man 2 started to come out and it was like PS4 and PS5, I'd probably just w- wait to get my hands on a PS5. Right. It's, it's, it's one of the, it's got to be difficult for them though because like PS4s are everywhere. PlayStation 5s were notoriously hard to get hold of. I mean, there's yeah. there's been multiple stock drops since then and more people have got them, but it's you're going to be you're going to be missing out on a massive chunk of your audience I think in this year. Um, and 2022 if you're just hitting PlayStation 5. So I completely understand why they've done it. If anything, do you know what? It just gets me more hyped for the God of War, which does come out wholesale on the PlayStation 5 and like uh, and the and the next game or whatever it is that comes out. Um, you know, the uh, whoever, whatever IP it is that drops absolutely purely on the PlayStation 5 and the next gen. I think that's what I'll be really be looking forward to. Yeah. But, but Horizon is on track to be released this year, which is quite surprising. Um, I must admit, I thought it was probably going to get pushed as well and think it probably still will. So, um, <laughs> but, but no, it's on track. So that's, well, you, that's hey, that's a little Christmas uh, good yeah. to look forward to. You, you've got the gameplay trailer, so you'd, you'd like to imagine that it's there. And totally. it's, it's a weird thing, though, because in one sense, yes, but in the other sense, I was uh, that's Horizon Zero Dawn was such a good game that it's almost like the longer it takes to bring out um, the sequel, the the better and the bigger it could be. And so I'm almost like, I don't really mind if they have to delay it. But hey, but if it's ready, I'll play it. It's like, it was wicked. So there we yeah, go. I think that's a good bottom line to have with every game nowadays, especially with the year we the whole world just had. Right? It's like if it's ready, I'll play it totally. Um, and these things shouldn't come out till they're ready. But that said, you know the PlayStation Five will be a year old by the time that we're talking about this game coming out. So true, kind of yeah. crazy to think. And I it think that's as good a time on. as any. Well, I mean, apart from what we've heard, that may well still be true. <laughs> yeah, but that's a, as good a time as any to start. Look, I'm not trying to throw any shade at you know uh, the uh, the Demon Souls remake or Ratchet and Clank or anything like that. But like, I don't know. It would be nice when these real, real like top level heavy hits start coming out. Not that I think Sony necessarily need it. Did you hear what happened in the UK at least with the sales charts uh, last month? Yeah, yeah for, right. for May, I guess. So uh, obviously, Biomutant came out, a game that a fair amount of people were anticipating. Looked like it could have been in a good position to finish number one in the sales charts in the UK where things are still tracked. Uh, Biomutant actually ended up finishing number two. The reason it finished number two is because Spider-Man Miles Morales hit number one again. Why did that happen? Because a bunch more PS5s came in stock. Cool. And, so, and, and that's like there's a price drop. And there's a price drop. So and that's because you that, have to buy Miles Morales. Yeah, and that's so that's what we're talking. And I think that's one of the things that um, that I, I hopefully is making Sony less worried about putting out big heavy hitters and big guns on the PlayStation 5 out sooner rather than later, because if Miles Morales is telling us anything, the fact that it can still jump to number one of the charts over six months after release is that people are still buying PS5s in huge numbers, and those people still want games, and they will naturally gravitate towards the biggest, probably best-reviewed, and maybe even a slight leaning towards first-party releases as well. Yeah, but hold, um, hold on. Don't discount the fact that it's available on PS4. I, I wonder how much of the... You know, I wonder where the correlation is between PS5 and PS4 for sales to Mars Morales, as an example. Oh, you mean with this? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think a price drop to Spider-Man Mars Morales PS4 sends it to number one in May of... Maybe. Like, 
It might give it I a mean, base though to get to in order yeah. for I mean, um, it's a bad But even, anic- anic- one, even anecdotally, and I know this is not a good way of doing it, but like how many people do you know right now that were like waiting to play Miles Morales on the PlayStation 4? Like who's in that position? People that don't compared have a PS5. to people compared to people no, but compared to people who would immediately buy a PS5 if they were easy in, in, to get in stock. Oh yeah, totally, totally, totally. Like I feel like I, I don't know. I think it's a foregone conclusion when you buy a PlayStation Five, you want to try out Mars Morales. I think it's a, it's an easy sell, right? But then I, I know what you mean. Like no one, no one's going. I've just been waiting for Mars Morales to drop a tenner so I could pick it up. Like yeah, I don't. Think it's necessary. Yeah, I, I just don't know who. I don't know who's in that position. I, I, do you know what? I, I suddenly did think though. I just realised we're talking about Horizon. I was actually thinking that I might not pick it up when it comes out of Christmas. I think I might have to. I don't know because. Go on, explain. Well, I don't know. Aloy's just looking a bit fat, isn't she? So. <laughs> oh, actually, do you know what? You're right. Yeah, you got to give her time to kind of yeah lose the baby fat, as it were. Of course, yeah, yeah. I am joking. Anyone who's listening can't see the uh, the mockery on my face because um. There was a little bit of um, not controversy. I think it was just it was more like people just looking for things to talk about online. Oh, there, there was a controversy one... because of someone's comments on <laughs> saying that Aloy looked way too masculine, and then they managed to do a Photoshop where basically Aloy is wearing makeup and has had facial reconstruction. I I did not see this. this oh, is it's great. mental! It's absolutely. Can I can I read out the original tweet? Uh, yeah, just, but hold on. Yeah, just, go for just, it. To, to paint the picture, imagine a Disney princess as Aloy. That's kind of what they were getting at. Yeah. It's meant to be. They put that insane. image side by side with the actual Aloy and said, is it me or has Sony been making their lead female protagonist look masculine as hell, dot, dot, belly no curves or rough non-feminine features, unlike the average woman, like cough, cough, The Last of Us 2's Ellie, etc. Just saying, hashtag my two cents. Pick from the game on the left, fan made on the right, higher fans, lol. But but it's insane. It's absolutely insane. That's great. But this so the pictures I saw was was um comparing what she looked like in the original to comparing what she looked like in some of the trailer stuff of like this, and they're like, she looks fatter and she looks older. It's like, yeah, she's aged. That yeah. happens to people. Also, she's not the also, same character model as she had in the first one. Also, everyone's put on COVID pounds. Covid kilos, like come she doesn't on, even man. look. But she doesn't even, even if she looked fatter, like, she well, just, you, still looks you, like you, her. You know what happened, right? Is that mm. she was playing Aloy's playing The Last of Us two and saw um, <laughs> Abby's like diet and workout plan, and she started following the the diet plan and was you know really up in the calorie intake. But you know she didn't do the heavy lifting, she didn't do the exercise, yeah. and so she gained more gained more fat than muscle. And because yeah, all, all the gyms were closed, so well, yeah, exactly. And uh, apparently, that's also that's actually going to be the DLC for Horizon Forbidden West. Is Abby is going to take Aloy to Fat Camp, and uh, to, they're going to and they're going to make her ripped. <laughs> do you know what's Horizon so, Forbidden Calories. So sort of saying, <laughs> so um, talking about someone like the fitness sort of people I started to watch on YouTube. One of them had, was actually asked by gamers to talk about the uh, what sort of PED cycle. Abby was on for Last of Us Part Two to say like what she's probably taken in order to get that jacked, which is great. I love that people are getting that deep into it. But yes, people were and um, butt her and annoyed because of Aloy's face. But um, I I couldn't really see the issue. I was like, okay, she's aged a little bit, but apart from uh, that, she well, boys, she I, just I, looks I, like Aloy, which is kind of odd. It's at this point where I probably don't need to say anything, but I will because you know you got to be fair and you tr- try not to be a hypocrite. But I put my hands up and I said, hey. Returnal's got a soccer mom, so you know what, what the fuck do I know? 
I see for me it's it's not one thing I actually do like about it is that they've started to have more realistic characters in games because the idea of everyone being jacked or everyone like all the women being curvy and all the dudes being ripped it's I actually like the fact they just put more more like they're trying to get more people and because they can yeah. now express emotions yeah. and you can have better more, graphical more variety baby and, yeah. and I, I actually think we were sort of pioneers on this and what I think will be one of the next frontiers that this movement reaches when back in, in the ATG days <laughs> we made a list about six fat dudes in video games yeah. who still kick ass and I think it's not long before a big triple maybe even quadruple a game big budget game wow. has the balls to make a fat guy their protagonist and if for anyone wondering why we didn't make the female version of that list to, you know, kind of close off that conversation and, and show support for both sides, the two men in this video frame with me right now were obsessed with sexualizing that list. And so Not I true. thought it Not would true. be. No, no, no. I, 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 I rallied against it because I said it would be sexist to make the male list about it, about how much they kick ass and how cool they are, and the female list about how thick with two Cs they are and how much we want to fuck them. No, wrong. Because a, you've got it twisted. The list about the thick boys. Do I? It, yeah, it was the list about the thick boys and how much we wanted to fuck them. And the women's list was going to be how much they kick ass. No, that we is, didn't want. We true. we made the thick boy list, and we didn't say we wanted to fuck them. There wouldn't. It was like I think you should watch that video again, dude. Well, you can't. I think it's so. implied. Yeah, you true. Can't, we can't. We can't. That's that's why Listen, we can put to private. I, I, you, like, you guys denied me of my my trilogy. Okay, there's Lord of the Rings. Okay, there's the Matrix. Okay, there's uh, uh, three colors: red, red, blue, white, whatever it was. And then there would have been mm. sexiest animals, thick <laughs> boys, and jacked girls. Yes, and you've denied Damn. me that. You didn't. You denied did, me that. Wait, and did, I will did, never did we make you. sexy animals? We did do sexy end. animals. Yeah, Ten, did we? Uh, did. I didn't think six, that was another one. I really didn't want to. <laughs> didn't want to let slide. Six sexiest animals and. The way the way that I managed to justify it, it was as an April Fool's joke, but it still made right, it. Right? Okay. So you still okay. made it. Do you know? Do you know no, nothing says April Fools like bestiality. Mm. Chris, do you know what else isn't getting a sequel? Tell me. Days gone. <laughs> Boom. Suckers. Suck it. Suck it. Bend. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the news that. Uh, so Yebs, um, Days Gone developer um, Bend actually did try and put forward an idea for a sequel um, in 2019, but it got rejected. Um, I think they, so I've actually got, um, oh, I did pull it up. Where is it? It's, this is the, the reason that they didn't, or that they weren't allowed to go ahead and make it was effectively because, uh, I think it was coming from Jason Schreier yeah. um, reported a while ago. Um, uh, where is it? I've lost it. Oh, effectively was that the, the production took too long and whilst it was profitable, um, it wasn't something that Sony wanted them to do again because it was, um, uh, it was a lengthy development. It was a good it was a good critical um, reception, but was mixed. It wasn't like outright good as a lot of other games, as they would have been hoping. Um, and it wasn't seen as a viable option in order to uh, put a new one out. So instead, uh, Sony Bender working on a brand new IP, um, which I'm sure is going to go down. Well, I'd, I think it's going to go down like a lead balloon because it's going to come out and everyone's going to say, should have been Days Gone too, and they're just going to hate it. Even no matter, you know, even if it's wicked, they're still going to have a go. I, at it. I think it's going to be a much smaller scope, right? You'd kind of think it's got to be if, right. That's the point. If they're saying that they didn't want to do Days Gone Two was because of the scope and the long development, like fuck it. If that's how long it takes yeah. you to make a game of that caliber, you're going to make a game well, that's lesser caliber. I'm not sure what the source. Sorry, Jancy. 
I was just to say, you, you say a game of that caliber, but obviously part of the problem with the critical reception was that it wasn't maybe for the length of development, it wasn't to the caliber it should have been yeah. um, as well, which is part of the problem. Uh, Let, let's I'd be honest, opposite, fellas, that, that, that game could have been half as long as it was, and that would have cut down was, That's what I was going to say. The problem with Days Gone is it didn't need to be as long as it was. So, like they could have, It could have been half as, half as long with half as much writing and half as many environments. And So I meant length of development. Fun. I mean length of development of the game well, versus the cal- t- like caliber yeah, also comes t- down t- to tied together. quality. But it also comes down to the quality of like every minute of the game. You can't just make a game longer and say that equals quality. No, Chris is talking about the opposite. Chris is saying if you took the same amount of content and t- put it in half of the runtime, then you get twice as many thrills per minute. It's just yeah. basic maths. Also, oh, take, yeah. also, <laughs> also takes no, you half as long yeah. to develop because you're not creating yeah. those extra environments I, I, or I will say that, animating those extra animations. I'm, I'm not sure if this is from the Q&A or if it's from a slightly different source that's clarified since, but I believe they confirmed that the new IP is an open world IP and yes. will sort of draw from some of their uh, the things they did for Days Gone. Yes. Although it's not an outright sequel or even similar. You're not going uh, so crazy. I heard that as up. well. Yeah. And I think I want to say a couple of the people who are like head creative positions on Days Gone have since left the company. So, it, I mean, yeah. I, I think it sounds like a, an opportunity for Clean Slate. And I think it'll be a real. It'd be really stupid if the vocal minority of people who want a Days Gone Two disrupted whatever progress this game makes. Like you're not, like you're not going to get that game. So why spoil? And, and hey, uh, I don't know. I, I hope it, that doesn't become it's, a thing. It's gamers, baby. You know exactly what's going to happen. I don't think they'll uh, spoil no. it on a on the big scale. I don't think they'll spoil it on a, like a number scale. But I think they'll. Oh, well, they can't. There aren't enough. There aren't. There aren't enough Days Gone 2 people to spoil anything, but we, whether we like it or not, we live in that vacuum chamber with those capital G gamers. So, like, yeah. if there's a, if there's a, a, a hissy fit on Twitter, we'll see it. I'll, I'll call it now. What do you mean, mate? Some, sometimes I am a capital G gamer. <laughs> what you I, know, about? I know you are. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm going to call it so now. So you talk about us becoming old and cynical. We've spent this podcast talking about how God of War should have been better. <laughs> they would spend the whole time playing God of War thinking, mm, that could have been better. <laughs> it could have been. Jesus Christ. Do you know what is it? Do you know what's not necessarily better, but do you know what's going to get bigger? Oh, Team Asobi. Team Asobi, who made Astro's Playroom, is, getting, oh, is going to be right. bigger, which is wicked because Astro's Playroom was quality. Well, actually, Chris, on that note, there is something that gets bigger alongside the growth of Team Asobi. Like it's kind of a one to one growth thing. Mm. Like as they grow, it grows as well. Is that your penis? <laughs> No, it's the budget of the games. Oh, I'm talking about the budget yeah. of the video games. Ah, well. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> make, fucking make Astro the new Mario, I say. Fucking. You said this a while ago, though, didn't you? So, well, see, I'm pretty sure we'd only played it a little bit on the PlayStation 5 and you were sort of saying that. And I completely yeah. agree with you. Astro yeah, fucking mascot the, mascot the fuck out of him. We can, one day we're going to look towards the skies and we're going to see Mario, Sonic and Astro looking down on us. <laughs> Is His little tinkly feet. Is it going to be... Uh, Mario and Astro at the uh, fucking 2024 you know Olympics. I, I would, I would love that. I'd say keep Sonic in because we don't want to make the furries angry. <laughs> if if we somehow manage to got like get Mario, Sonic, and Astro at the Olympics, then I'm fucking that would be that would be incredible. Uh, but in all seriousness, I, I'm curious to see what they do because Astro's playroom was an absolute delight and it didn't outstay its welcome. When you say to Team Asobi, how do you make it bigger and better? I'm curious to see what kind of solutions they come up with, because obviously it's not as simple as making a 10-hour version of Astro's Playroom, because then uh, I can tell you as someone who uh, fell off pretty hard from the little big planet platformer they made for the PlayStation 5, that sometimes you know charming and uh, inventive platformers 
can't last eight to ten hours. Yeah. Like, you know, that's sometimes that's a difficult prospect. So I hope they do cool things with this new, you know, potential, but I don't know what that is, and that's why I'm not a game developer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. That's why we're um, not making the games. Yes, yeah. maybe maybe one day, and then we'll realise how hard it is, and why we've got it all wrong, and we'll regret every podcast I mean, we've ever been on. Hell, yeah, exactly. We we can hardly pull together a podcast, let alone a fucking game. Come on. Or we'd we'd manage to make the game. We put it out. We'd be super psyched. We'd say this game's incredible, and then people play it and be like, "Ah, it's not that great." <laughs> We're like, yeah. "What? This is all piece. This is all. Would you? I don't know what the word is. Like, like, yeah, we spent oh. fucking eight years and a hundred million dollars on this. We." We lost our jobs when development finished, and now the game's bad. Yeah. My Please marriage like fell it. apart because I was trying to yeah. do. I was doing crap. I lost all my hair. <laughs> I'm, I'm bald. I'm single, and all I've got is this game. And, no and I'm ready it. to mingle, baby. Yeah. yeah, but I can't, and I can't open my Twitter app anymore because I get a one thousand death threats every day <laughs> because a marketing department that I'm not a part of missold the game that I made. Hey, this is this is the um, this is the podcast that keeps on giving with the segues because. Even mm. if you do get on that route, boys, there is always the chance to pull it back like our very own, as they're English, Hello Games did with No Man's Sky. Right. And they have just released another free update for No Man's Sky, um, which is largely a, uh, a visual upgrade. So um, they've included some more lighting, volumetrics, uh, some very fancy looking... Um, I don't. I don't know half the terms of that sort of shit. So Mate, let's I, just, I, I, I don't know. J- just read what's in the document. Just bullet point it. Just, oh, but, just this, read it. This, but to be fair, this just says I've done the work okay. for you. Oh, so, so they've got. Well, yeah, but it, I've watched the video and this kind of this doesn't. If I just say these words, it's not necessarily going to mean that much. No, but that's how you've got to, you just, to you just got to, just got to say it as it is. There, that, <laughs> they, that's what the people come here for. You've now got some better reflections. There is more fur and feathered options. You can get flying pets now that you can ride. So rather, if you don't want to ride necessarily a spaceship, you can ride a flying pet. And that it made me feel slightly uncomfortable watching that trailer as to um, w- someone walking around in a mech and then someone sitting on a gyrating <laughs> flying bug kind of made me feel a little bit odd. But hey, to uh, to each their own. Um and this is what I mentioned earlier about the, if you want to make something look better, if you want to make it look more fancy, you make everything wet because what they've now included is rain uh, into the weather system of No Man's Sky so that it can rain, things can get wet and the light will shine off of it because you need things to get wet and slippery so that you can make things look better. So you can that's have refractions. Ah. That is, so that's that is why we need things to be wet and slippery. That is why. <laughs> um, they've also included... So anyone who's not... Uh, who. I'm sure everyone does, but anyone who doesn't remember sort of the aim of No Man's Sky when it was being released and what they were pushing um, and what they really wanted to have in that game was the the sci-fi experience that you sort of get when you look at like a cover of an old sci-fi book or you watch a sci-fi movie and you can see multiple planets like in the distance. And the idea of the game was you can see it and you can go there. And it seems like every update they release is trying to get closer and closer to what that original vision was. And oh. um, in... In this update as well, they've included things like there are more stars so that you can see them from the planets. And when you go into space, you can see all these thousands of stars in front of you. Um, they've got this, uh, they've a lot more like um, parallaxing and the way that the the planets look when you're sort of flying around in the in space. It does look very good. There's new jo- particle effects. Jonesy, tell me more about the improved light shafts. Ooh, I don't, you know, I don't even know what an improved light shaft is. I'm assuming it's something to do with um, the way the light just comes through the atmosphere oh mate it's 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 coming bigger and better i'll tell you what i do want is some increased biome detail Ooh, <laughs> that's wow. uh 
That's where it's at. And DLSS. We're all fans of a bit of DLSS. Yeah. And I, I, particle effects, which is pretty wicked. I, I guess I, I added in this <clears throat> into the, the document because I guess it's an opportunity to kind of talk about... Well, when I read, when I heard that they had this new update, I was just kind of like, guys, you know what? You, you've done fucking above and beyond what you <laughs> should, you should have done. But like, surely you can stop now. You can take a break. Like at some point it's diminishing returns. It's got to be right. Like how many times has No, Man, no Man's Sky been free? It's like, what, was, what are you getting I, out of it now? I don't, you guys have talked about it before and I think you've nailed it when you said like um, uh, Star Citizen has become its own sort of content like yeah. production company they're the what they actually do now is they have a they have a base game which has not come out but then the actual way they make money is by um releasing content releasing updates trying to sell ships etc etc i wonder if part of what hello games are doing is that they they've got a core audience they've got people who play that game um who put i don't i haven't played it for such a long time who put money into it somehow i don't i have no idea how i don't know is, are, they, are the, there microtransactions these days who, who I, the that's what knows? i was wondering i don't even know i don't I'd ima- actually, I'd imagine not, I sean murray doesn't even know at this stage it's 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 had so many fucking updates at one point he's just like <laughs> did we add in microtransactions at update like 5.8 who knows so i guess i guess that the idea is then is just to keep expanding the install base and that people keep buying it and so they keep doing it it has to be right I mean, you, you, you'd be. think that they, they would have stopped work unless it was making their money. And I, yeah, you're right. I, I'd love to get an insight into, I mean, maybe that's something that we should have delved a, a bit deeper into. But yeah, I'd love to get an insight into kind of like the sales of, it's just, frankly, just the reason why they keep on churning out these updates other than just the pride in their product, which is commendable. But, you know, if you look at Ubisoft, commendable doesn't equal dollars and yeah. What about what about if they went the old uh, um, cyberpunk route and they'd made so much bank when they released it and how hyped it was that they feel they owe the audience for like ever to just keep outputting out updates because they made so much money they're like do you know what we just got to keep going with this yeah but until I, it is but like I said I think I think they've I think they've done right by their audience a, a long time ago and I agree this is just more it, it, don't get me wrong this is all great and it's all welcome. But it's just that, I don't know. Like I, you know what, Sean Murray, you've taken your shoes off and you 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 settled them on our on our hearts with your bare feet. You you well, can you can retire no, now. I, you can retire. I want to take my name, expunge my name from that list. My <laughs> no one's feet are going anywhere near my heart. <laughs> but it's one of those games. It's a game that I enjoyed playing, and it seems so different now that I'm scared to get back into it. But I often think I want to. Um, yeah. Which is yeah, which is which is cool. Like they, they keep doing. Didn't more we more try it last year with Steph, and we all fell off like almost immediately? Yeah, because they, they released, that, out the they first... released that co-op um, update. <laughs> I just remember thinking like the first ten hours of that game were not sufficiently engaging enough to like make. I don't know. I think I went in wanting like a Minecraft-like experience with all of these elements and features added on top, but it was still kind of this weird. Are you gonna follow fight follow these weird glowing orb shit? Fix your ship. You don't have enough credits for anything. It, but I, I fell off. <laughs> so many games now as well have come out and taken sections of No Man's Sky. It feels and done and made games out of one small section of that game, and yeah. they've said like, "Oh, you can just do this bit. You can just do that bit." They're often like, "You're on a planet and you have to survive," but don't worry about the rest of it. Just worry about fixing your ship, and that's the whole game is fix a ship. Or like um, 
build a factory to build stuff or survive in this alien planet. So it seems that they they definitely well it seems like they kicked something off. Maybe it wasn't necessarily just them, but but hey, um, I, I'd like to see what a second version of that game looks like, what a sequel to No Man's Sky would look like. But then Ooh. I'd kind of think, what's the point? Because they keep adapting the. No yeah, Sky so much. Yeah, never I'm on. Been. I'm on. I'm on team. What's the point for that one? Yeah. Sorry, I, I think they've also probably realised that that no one's going to buy into it. No one's going to buy No Man's Sky two after No Man's Sky one, even though they've done right by their audience, in my opinion, and they've done all of these things. But I think as soon as they say, "Hey guys, we we're making No Man's Sky two like <laughs> everyone's is nah. We'll wait. Fif- we'll wait fifteen years until it's finished. <laughs> Yeah, until your until your fiftieth update on No Man's Sky two. Yeah, I I also think this kind of generosity conditions people to overreact to when you make a move that could be perceived as slightly more grubby. When yeah. like when you give something to someone for free for so long and seem so committed to like never having them pay any money ever again for all these improvements, then you rock up one day and are like for the next step we want money. <laughs> I think that's totally fair enough. But some people are going to be like. We've had it for free for all yeah, this time. You con- you've conditioned me to believe that you're, the additions you're making are not worth money. As harsh yeah, as that right. sounds. Well, you you yeah. mentioned it before. It's gamer with a G, right? Capital it's, G gamer. It's so funny as well when you consider that Jamie spent sixteen quid on a Rambo skin for Warzone <laughs> that you can't squeak out any money for a like and the eighteenth update it's, to No but Man's it, Sky. But, but again, I, I think the key word is condi- like conditioned for better or for worse. I've been right. conditioned to accept microtransactions and cosmetics and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Hello Games have done the other thing and they've conditioned me to uh, accept that No Man's Sky will get better for free because of my original investment, and I think. The other thing about being a capital G gamer, which I very much can be at times, is that we accept that different companies condition us to expect different things, yeah. and we have double standards throughout. Yeah, so yeah, so true. It's very, very true. Um, well, should we forge on? Yes, because we've let's got a couple it. of uh, only a couple of things left to touch on. Um, a very brief one that we will talk about is the Nvidia thirty eighty Ti and thirty seventy Ti cards launched on uh, two days ago, as to when this podcast be going up on um, Wednesday night, I believe, or. Th- so, yeah, and of course they immediately sold out everywhere, and you can't buy them. So, because of course they did, because yeah. they only manufactured yeah. ten of them. <laughs> I I had the, I had the same issue that I had. I think I spoke about two weeks ago on the podcast, not two weeks ago, three weeks ago on the podcast, which was that um I I didn't really want one of these. To be fair, I just wanted to. I want to. I was going to get an RTX thirty eighty or um and I, and I think a thirty seventy Ti popped up in my little uh discord chat that i followed to say oh cards available so i was like okay fine i'll get well i'll get that clicked on it put it in my basket on scan and it went and then it literally loaded up and said your basket's empty and i was like for fuck's sake yeah uh, and then just was like i'm out it's mental it's, it's like this is the shit that makes me think that we're living in a simulation or i'm taking crazy pulls or combination of the two because it's like nvidia have a supply issue with their 3080s and their 3070s. So what is their solution? To launch a new model. Instead, in, instead of just making more of the original thing. Like, I just don't, I just don't fully understand. I, I understand that they've, they've got low hash rates for, like, to dissuade uh, crypto miners. Guess what? It's not fucking working because they can get over your, your LHRs. But it, it, it just, like... No one. I've always been. I've always been more of a Gatwick man. Anyway. Wow. There we go. <laughs> but no one. No one. 
No one cares about joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. LHR is London Heathrow. Um, no one cares about. That was this. a niche joke. Fucking very yeah. niche. But what I, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, no one necessarily can, cares that there's a new cards because they haven't been able to get their hands on the original ones. It just makes no sense for Nvidia to do this. I don't get it. So we we were having a little back and forth on Twitter earlier um, because <laughs> I think so part of. Part of my issue with this is I, so I need a new graphics card. Like I'm still rocking a 1070 from like, I can't remember when I got it, like four years ago, five years ago. Um, and I was going to get a 20 series card when they released. Um, but then, you know, you didn't get one and then waited about a year. And then you started to get the news about, oh, well, they're releasing, releasing the 30 series cards next year. So yeah, it was okay. it, it, it's always it. smart to skip a generation. You did, you've done nothing wrong. You've done what you should be doing, right? Exactly. So I thought, okay, I'll wait. Um, then the 30 series cards came out and I and I didn't try and get one immediately anyway, but then it was like, okay, now I do need a new graphics card for work and for other for things um, just to sort of speed everything up. I'd up. I think I'd upgraded everything else on my PC and just could not buy one and then started looking around um, at other cards. So at 20 series cards, at all the 30 series cards, thinking like, should I get like a 3060 or maybe like Go for, Jesus, go for a 3090 or maybe if I look at like a 2080 Super or blah, blah, blah. Looking, and then none of them are available. Yeah. And was just then I started looking at AMD and saying, okay, is there a, nope. a, um, a, another an AMD card that I could... Well, because I'm not primarily looking at it for gaming, right? It's for work. Yeah, so if I'm yeah. looking at that, then maybe an AMD would be fine. None of them are available. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is insane. Have you, you cannot buy a graphics card for love nor money. Have unless you, unless have, you want to spend an insane amount of money because yeah, they and, are available for and just pay the markup with the sculptors but have you been looking at the quadro cards just uh i think i did briefly but then not not for a while yeah yeah it'll be interesting ah uh, man it's such a pain i mean i know it's not just uh miners and not just scalpers you've also got the issue of um uh is it uh chips and stuff are, are scarce yeah. at the moment i guess because of um covid and things i think cars are having issues as well where they're trying to cars yeah. don't have yeah. chips for cars and things but you know you know what else ps fives so uh... <laughs> PS5s. but hey yeah. look it is what it is um and it's something that i suppose we've all got to deal with and we've all got to try and um make our way through but it is soul destroying when you when you see so this is what i had earlier i was in a i was on a page on scan where they had the new 3070 ti's and 38 ti's and there were ten thousand people looking at the page for that one card and you and the second that the button appeared and said available because yeah. of bots buying them instantly there was you wouldn't there was no chance well can, can, can i can i throw a bit of a controversial opinion here yeah go for it and it might not actually be that controversial i i look at this situation as it happens today and i say to myself i'm not fuck the bots fuck the retailers Fuck the retailers that you make it so easy for the bots to get and not actual consumers. That's that's my current way of thinking. Yeah, I, I find it hard to disagree with that, to be fair. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's a bad take. Um, yeah. I think they should, if they can do more, then they should be doing more. But then I guess their bottom line, they're, they're just selling products, right? That's probably how they see it. Yeah, they don't, they don't give a shit. Of course they don't give but a shit. Not- they're, they're getting their money. But I thought about this earlier, and actually I don't think that's necessarily true because... Um, as a consumer, like as as you know, as we as actual people who go out and buy stuff, we tend to have a loyalty to a place where we know we can get decent stuff at a good price. And I, and bots don't. Bots just go anywhere because obviously they're just programmed to look at any place that they can buy them and buy them. There's no loyalty to that. So I think one thing that does happen is if a company said 
um, you know, bots can't buy these, only real people can log in and buy one, da 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 da, whatever, um, then it would make me go there next time I was looking to buy something in yeah, the... Yeah, but Jonesy, the, you know, the, the, the difference is this, right? As a company, you only care about your loyalty of your customers coming back because you're hoping to sell out your stock. But if you never have to worry about selling out your stock because they get sold out in nanoseconds, it doesn't fucking matter. You know what? But this is very, very. This is a very limited case of their stock, right? This is how much of a markup they make on these cards. I don't know. It's probably not masses. It's not massive because they need to go buy RRP, right? Exactly. In so most cases. So does it actually benefit them to not get any loyalty from actual customers who might come back to them to buy yeah, monitors, yeah, because the, because PCs? The, because, because in this instance, the, the supply and demand is so skewed, it doesn't matter. Like the loyalty will always be there because all that's happening is people want to buy the cards. As soon as they get the opportunity, also, they'll buy no, the no, cards. No, no, sorry, but I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about cards now. I'm suggesting that if I go to a site and I know I can get something there and the, I don't have to worry about the bots, I'm going to go back there for maybe years and years and buy all sorts of peripherals, all different things for my PC, all different kind of elements, da 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 The bots don't care. They just go everywhere. They're selling, what, they get 20 cards and they sell out instantly. But that doesn't make them that much money, but they could have me as a customer for the next 10, 20 years yeah, if no, they were lucky. I, I, well, I don't know if I'm a fringe case, but I, I personally don't feel like I have any retailer loyalty. Like, what's it, like yeah. oh, I'll go wherever Jamie, I need to go. Can I tell you my retailer, retailer loyalty? And this is, this is going to be a hot opinion for... A, a particular set of people. My loyalty yeah. is to Amazon because guess what? They've I mean, usually yeah, yeah. got the cheapest fucking pricing. That's, and I, mean, and I, I, I get yeah, it the I next day. I'm, I'm sorry for all the mom and yeah. pop stores that closed down because <laughs> fucking Papa Bezos is fucking Convenience, taken right? over. But like but, at the end of the day, fuck it. The other thing, it, it, the other if thing I is, need my like fucking uh, Thor hammer sized dildo like, and I need it the next day, I'm going to get it on Amazon. Thanks, Jeff. But the other thing I'd say is that, like, for as long the as Jeff we're not Bezos talking about a situation, big, oh, it's, it's selling out worldwide. I mean, can't get it while you can. Um, but uh, when we talk about these retailers, my understanding is we're not talking about uh, like the retailers who are fighting bots and the retailers that aren't, because everyone's just sitting back and making money. Yeah, exactly. So like, there there is no one to turn to. And the other thing, Jonesy, and don't take this the wrong way, but when you go on the whole thing of like. Oh, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a real person, and you know, I could use this retailer for years if they if they if I have a good experience. You kind of sound like the Karen who tells the manager, <laughs> like, you have no idea how much I shop here, and I'm never coming back. Like, no, no, how, I'm, often, I'm, do, how, how often do they care? They're like, I'm, all right, so we're gonna lose your business. <laughs> no, but I'm being, I'm, I'm saying, like, like literally, that <laughs> I, I've done. I was gonna buy a monitor in four years' time. <laughs> But you didn't fight the bots. <laughs> I've literally done it before where a company pissed me off and then I didn't go back and shop there for like a couple of years because of the because of the way they would what, what they kind were of doing. Pi- what kind of pissing you off were they doing there? That's the thing that's in Oh, I because like, this is you, pissing off the, this is but I'm saying bots are, if bots are pissing you off, every retailer on planet Earth is pissing you no, off. No, no, right? this, this, no, this Apart from was, like um, maybe a handful. So this was uh this was a specific incidents where I tr- I bought a uh Kindle I can't remember what Kindle it was, but it's like a hundred quid Kindle, and it was Christmas. Uh, I think it was like three so. That's, days. that's Amazon then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was an Amazon Kindle, but I bought it. I didn't buy it from Amazon. I bought it from um, I bought it from uh, Argos in the UK, and oh. I I bought it. I think it was like a hundred quid, and it was three days before Christmas. And I was like, oh, I want to get this for my wife. And I went on there, and they were really hard to get hold of. So I went onto their site. They had them available, so I bought one. I was like, great, that's wicked. 
Um, and then uh, when it said, then it sort of sends you an email to say like, we've confirmed you've bought whatever. And it kicked through the email saying you've bought this thing. And I was like, and you can go and pick it up from the store. So I'm like, fantastic. Um, and then I get another email saying, oh, sorry, you, it's been cancelled or whatever. You don't have it and you can't go and get it from the store. So I was like, that's what? That's weird. Why has that happened? So I called them up and said, I don't really understand what's happened here. And they said, oh, sorry, it was a, it was a problem with, uh, we, we did it wrong on our site. We, you shouldn't have been able to buy it because it had sold out before you'd bought it, which is fair enough. Like I was, I was like, okay, that's fair enough. But they then said, I said, oh, well, my, the money's left my account. And it's a hundred quid. And I actually only had a hundred quid in my account to buy my wife's Christmas present and said, well, my money's not in my account. Like, when's that going to come back into my account? And they said, oh, it should take about three weeks. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Can, can, I, tell you, so, yeah. can I tell you something, Jonesy? Because that's a refund, Yeah, right? guess, guess that's what? That's what that sounds like. Guess what? You should have gone to Amazon. No, they didn't have any. There was this was there was none on Amazon. There were none anywhere else. It was it yeah, was one of those. Uh, but things. apparently neither did Argos. <laughs> neither did Argos. But they were listed it as that they did and they sold them. And then I realized, like, because this is the thing about if you've ever worked for a company um that I've I have before where they say, Oh, this is how X works. So we can't do X because of this is the day that we do these things. Yeah. That's bullshit. They can do it any day they want. It's just that they don't want to do it because it's a pain in the ass for them. It costs them more money to deal with one person as a bespoke thing. They like to lump things together. But of course, if they'd have done that to a thousand people or 10,000 people, they've just got a hundred grand of people's money sitting in their account, making interest for the next three weeks, ticking over on their books that is not theirs and then they give it back to you and you've lost like you as the as the people that own that money have just lost out so in my case i could on I had pennies to, i had to borrow money from my dad to buy my wife a christmas <laughs> present and i didn't shop at argos for two years wow. that is and, and i used to buy i used to shop from there all the time like literally like like amazon i used to buy stuff from there constantly because it was so useful to I, buy it go and pick it up and then do it I remember that that was where we used to uh, buy games sometimes, where we were getting them physically. And I remember you and I going to Argos to buy Uncharted Four on release day. <laughs> right. We went together. But so I can see what. But see, I know that like as one person, it doesn't matter. But if you could, I think it's the opposite. I'm not saying that you've got a bunch of people going. I'm never going to shop here again. The difference is if a cut if a if a company did say we're here for the per the individual, the real people you could actually grab a whole load of customers to come back again and again that you wouldn't have had. So it's kind of the inverse. I'm not saying they give a shit that you're not going to go there, but someone might care that loads of people do shop from them. So Anyway. At the end of the day, Jonesy, cause... you don't have a 3080, so. I don't even, I don't even want a 3080. I'd, I just want a damn graphics card, but you can't buy any. <laughs> She's literally ridiculous. You can't buy any of the 20 series cards, any of the 30 series cards. You can't get AMD cards. You can't get anything, yeah. but it's absolutely you, mental. You, you know, funny enough, what your best bet is, and it might actually work out okay, is to actually buy a pre-built buy system. A Mac. No, don't buy it. Oh, no, do you know what's insane? You can buy a pre-built system with a, 20, with a 3080 and you can get it for like two grand. Yeah. Yeah, which is mental. But hey, look, we need to speed through. We need to get to our um, the final <laughs> thing we're going to talk about, which is these E3 predictions. Indeed, because um, I guess it's a bit of a weird one, dates wise. But we are basically this is this isn't technically the last um, 
the last podcast we're going to do before E3 itself, as in yeah. the ESA's E3 starts, but it is the last podcast we do before some stuff starts happening. So yeah, I feel like if we're if you're going to do predictions without cheating, you kind of have to do it now. Yeah. So you know, yeah, because by this time next week we we'll probably know it all, right? Because that's how leaks work. <laughs> Buckle up. Well, we'll definitely know about Battlefield Six because that's that's on on the ninth. That is on the ninth, and also uh, Jeff Keighley Summer Games Fest and that kind of opening night event that will also be on the tenth. So we should have seen that by this time next week. So when you listen to next week's podcast, we will be able to talk about anything that shows up. Hell yeah, the that. Battlefield episode. Get ready. Big I'm time. So, Peace was buckled up. I'm super psyched for that 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 reveal. I'm me well too. To me too, doing. buddy. Well, me too. Here's the thing, though. I've got a feeling that the thingy on the ninth will just be a cinematic trailer yeah. that will probably be. I'm going to guess in the ninety second range, <laughs> but at least it confirms like tone and feel and blah blah blah. Hey, as, yeah. as yeah. long as long as they pull, we mentioned what they did to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, where it's like, oh, watch the. Uh, the Microsoft press conference for the gameplay reveal, and then it's actually just pretty much the same trailer. Oh, yeah. with like one second of gameplay. <laughs> it, was that even gameplay? Yeah. Are you sure? Fucking yeah, bullshit. don't do that. That sucks. Um, yeah. So, um, we, and then we're also looking forward to Cock Media. That's a great. That's Cock a great Media. I love Cock Media. I I put their name on the list just because you guys know that I'm a big Saints Row guy, and if anyone was going to have a new Saints Row, Cock Media would have the new Saints Row. I'll also throw out though that Cock Media apart, so Cock Media own Deep Silver, who own a bunch of IPs, and they're in turn owned by Embracer. But basically, long story short, Cock Media could have a new uh, Saints Row. They could have a new Homefront. They could have a new Dead Island. They own the Time Splitters IP. They own all kinds of weird stuff. So Cock Media could have something cool. I just hope it's Saints Row. Personally. Yeah, if we're doing a prediction side, I'd say it's a pretty safe bet that something Saints Row. Do you, want, do you want to hear my pitch for a Saints Row? I'll keep it brief. Yeah, go on. End of end of very 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 end of Saints Row Four after the alien invasion has been held off. Uh, they basically reveal that uh, essentially the time travel might enter the fray. Um, my pitch for a Saints Row Five, which hopefully will either appease both sets of fans, the kind of the one and two fans and the three and four fans, or piss everyone off is you do a reboot slash remake of Saints Row, which is a remake of Saints Row 1, wherein the boss slash president from Saints Row 4 comes back in time and is there to like steer him on a different path. I, so it's like the, the boss and the boss from the future retelling the events of Saints Row 1, but kind of like arranging it so something different happens. I like I don't it. Know. I like it. I think that's smart. There you go. Yeah, that's smart. I think you're right about the time travel, but I think it's not going to be that. They're going to go back to their roots of uh, being all steely from uh, Rockstar, what? and they're going to make um, as, as Saints Row in the Wild West. West. <laughs> wow. It's Saints Row Wild Redemption. West aside, it is interesting how many people want uh, Volition to just scrap 3 and 4 and just to make a GTA clone. I'm surprised that that's as popular as it is, but that's what a lot of people want. Yeah, it is, it is kind it's of strange. It's weird to want a clone. That is weird, isn't it? Yeah. I, um, I think especially because like 3 and 4, they definitely carved their own path. You know, one and two were, were those clones, yeah, and then sure, they just yeah. kind of broke away from it. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft, we've already talked a bit about them, but um, I suppose one of the most exciting things we're going to find out from them, hopefully, is going to be uh, what the name of Rainbow Six Quarantine <laughs> is going to be, because it's sure as shit ain't going to be quarantined anymore. So, they, yeah. Um, what did we say it was going to be? Pl plague? No, Par Parasite. Parasite. Potential. Parasite, I've, I've heard. But who who the fuck knows the these days, fellas? I mean, fucking who knows what Ubisoft is doing? 
I think even their little little announcement image was as far from gaming as you could get. It looked like a fucking going to Kindle. It looked like a fucking Kindle ad. It actually was a really weird ad. You're right. Um, I I, the big one I I dropped to the bomb I dropped for you guys before we started recording is I think there's a possibility that that Rainbow Six game is free to play. Yeah. Um, uh, The division. I think think, free to play. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, the division Heartland is going to be free to play, and I think. I, I don't think Riders Republic will be free to play. I think they'll pay charge money for that. That's the kind of downhill off-roady yeah. motorbike. I would thing. love to have but a I go think, of that. I think Riders Republic looked pretty sick when they were showing. I stuff. think they've confirmed that that's going to come back. <clears throat> the, I think if Roller Champions does come back, then it will be free to play. Yeah. Obviously, we'll see more Siege. I'm curious to see if they mention the word Hyperscape. Um, I don't know what the situation <laughs> with that is. The least but played, from, massively streamed game ever. Weird. I think the big question for Ubisoft, right, is... They got Far Cry 6's gameplay out of the way early. Yeah. Does that leave, in the form of a trailer though, does that mean that the big finish at the end of the Ubisoft forward will be an uncut gameplay sequence from Far Cry 6, or does it open the door for a one more thing surprise? Because I don't think think Skull and Bones or Beyond Good and Evil 2 will be ready to be shown. And there's definitely no new Assassin's Creed. Well, you know what I'm going to say. I know what you're going to say, so say it, say it, uh, let's hear it. I was going to do the sound effect, but I don't, I don't have any confidence this late at night that I can do it. Let me try Chris, it. please, can, let, you, take confidence from me. I'm giving it to you. Let me just wet the whistle. <laughs> I think <laughs> Discord was, kind of yeah, butchered that. Why? Well, okay, well, maybe. It didn't work. But yeah, uh, Splinter Cell. Fucking please God, let it be the year. But To be fair, you say it every year, so one year you've got to be right. <laughs> exactly. Surely. Process exactly. of elimination. Exactly. You can. You can. You. You're always going to be right eventually. I. Yeah. No. It's a weird one. I don't know. I, I'm not really sure what. I don't know. I, I, what I think I'd we'll, be so, too excited about from Ubisoft to see the most. I think it's kind of everything we already kind of know about. They're going to be showing off. So. Yeah. I suppose it is kind of what it is. They, think, they have mentioned that they're going to show off unannounced stuff. I think what the scope of that is, that, I don't know. Like, yeah. is it, yeah. is it, is it an, on I, the caliber I, I, of Riders Republic? I think you're right, Chris. I think like the safest bet with all of these predictions for the whole of E3 this year is that when in doubt, like, under prepared to be underwhelmed. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like even um, even just to go to Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest, which you know is going to be just just before well start just before E3 starts. There's uh, strange rumors flying about that. Hey. Elden Ring is going to rear its head. Right. Now, like, you can yawn as much as you want with these rumors, but if there is going, ever going to be a time this year to announce it, that is, like, in the remit somewhere there within E3 or Summer Games Fest, whatever it may be. Uh, but again, like, people have built that up before. Oh, it's going to be at this thing. It's going to be at that thing. And it never fucking is. Uh, just like uh, uh, fucking Hollow Knight, the, what's it, Silk Song? That's never going to fucking come out either. So I, yeah, I think true. you're absolutely right. Like fucking set your expectations low, set them low now, yeah. and you can only ever be pleasantly surprised. True, true. You know, but would I love a Splinter Cell game? Hell yes. Would I be worried? The state that Ubisoft is in? Yes, I would be. I would be pretty worried, to be fair. But it, it, it they, you know what they? We've known Ubisoft slate, like their contemporary slate, for such a long time that it's all wrapping up now. And it's almost like we need to see what the next iteration of, of Ubisoft is. 
what are they going to show us? Yeah. Right. You know, like the, this is yeah. this is this is their time to do it, and I I just I'm not fully confident that they will show us. I no, I, I don't think they will. I think it's going to be very much of a. You've already seen all this stuff. You're going to, we're just going to see a bit more of it. You're going to confirm some things that we didn't know, and there won't be yeah. that much big news. Um, do you know what's a weird one for me? Xbox. I'm actually excited to see if they drop something Halo Infinite related. Oh, I, they, I think they've got to. They've right? got to. It, what, do they? Yeah. Is yes. it ready? Are they have yes. they fixed it? <laughs> yes. Yes to all of the above. And if if any of those answers are no, then. Fuck me! I, I've got one. I've got one better for you guys, okay? Because obviously we're talking about Bethesda as well. So, uh, oh, of course, yeah. Obviously, all the leaks saying that we we should be seeing something Starfield related, even though it's not going to release this year. Mm. Cool. That makes me very happy. But I, I I got one for you. If we're going bold predictions and and setting ourselves up for failure and disappointment, what about machine games? What about don't Indiana don't do it, don't. Jones? The funny thing is, it was machine games could reveal or, or debut like one of two games at this E3, and either one of them I'd be over the moon with. Because, of course, machine games would hopefully have not forgotten about Wolfenstein 3, because, spoiler alert, Hitler is still alive. <laughs> like, we've got to do something. You've got to get that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, bro, I'm, I, 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 I think the indie I stuff know, is too but... soon. I think Indiana Jones is too soon. I don't It'll be really so cool, wanna... though. It would be cool, but I don't want to see anything yet because I'm like, it won't be ready, and then I'll be mm, um, maybe. I, d- I don't know. It just feels too. Soon. It doesn't. When did we find out about that? It didn't seem like it was that long ago. Oh, it was so. just just a fucking oh. press conference. Yeah, was it the beginning of the year? Yeah, it wasn't. I was gonna, gonna it look, wasn't even I a press conference. It was just like channel. a tweet with a with a video. And the video was yeah. You just like it was like scanned over the table, right? And yeah. You saw like the whip and yeah, yeah. Uh, we we put it in a thumbnail, so I should be able to find it quite quickly. Using us as our source ah. for. Uh, <laughs> Or, uh, the, the best, stuff. the best source for gaming news. There you go. It's taking me just to find it. There it is. Uh, four months ago. Four months. See, that's the... that, our podcast was the fifteenth of Jan. Yeah. You might. Do you know what you'll get? You might get. Uh, oh, no, I can't remember this song. What's the? How's it go? That's it. You might get that. And that's and like a. Well, that's basically what we got, though, dude. But but I mean just to kind of remind you to go. Oh yeah, we're still making that. I don't think we'll see any. Yeah. Can I tell you what I'm most looking forward to from? Uh, Xbox and I, uh, you know, taking away the Bethesda side of things because I love everything mm-hmm. about Bethesda. Um, what was it called? Was it called like Avowed? Was it Avowed? That's the Obsidian Skyrim sort of like like, like RPG. Yeah, bro. in the Pillars of Eternity oh. universe, I think. Yeah, something like that. I've I right, so right, I've right, heard right. Con- I've heard conflicting information with regards to the state of Avowed. Ooh, I've heard one person. I know of one person who is adamant that it won't be there and another person who is adamant that it actually will be. I like it. I, That's, I, I, I like those odds. 50-50. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think to, to what you, Jojo, you were saying, I think Halo Infinite has to be a lock. I think that has to be the focal point of Microsoft's side of the presentation. Well, yeah, because they don't have any fucking first-party stuff. That's true. I, so the weird thing about Microsoft first-party is I think they went hard last year on CG for things that won't be ready yet. Yeah. So I think that... Uh, I think Fable is not here. I think if I had to, Chris, cover your ears, but if I had to guess, I'd say Avowed, not ready. For some reason, this blew my mind, but I've heard rumors that Hellblade 2, not ready, at least at this stage. That surprised me. Okay. Um, so that, that's true. Obviously, State of Decay, not going to, probably 3, probably not going to see it. Perfect Dark, probably not going to see it. Those are all still CG. Um, I think we will get a new Forza Horizon. 
Um, yeah. And I think we talked the other week that it's going to be set in Mexico. Um, Psychonauts 2, yeah. I think, is apparently very nearly ready to I, go. I'd imagine that's a lot. So, they, they've already had a yeah, fucking cover, I, cover on Edge. Like, come on. Totally agree. Um, so I, uh, maybe Age of Empires 4, I don't know if they see that as the time and the place for it, but that's obviously something they've still got. Yeah. But I think Microsoft might lean on Bethesda a little bit because I think but I think Starfield has the potential to be one of the biggest games of the show if they've got the right sort of like, uh, you know, what if they've sorted out. I mean, think of what Bethesda uh, did when they did the Fallout 4 blowout. Yeah. If they can, that, right. that single-handedly won them E3. Yeah. You know? And if Starfield can do something similar. The other thing to, to keep an eye out for from uh, Bethesda's side of things is um, a new project from Arcane. Not the team that are making Deathloop, but the other team. Um, the word being thrown around is Omen, and it's apparently a, a vampire-influenced, uh, Dishonored-style stealth action power Interesting. game. Um, yeah. So keep keep an eye out for that. That's, that's what yeah. I'll say. It's going to be interesting. Like, interesting. I, um, I, yeah, Xbox is always... Xbox, for me, always kind of had the better shows at, of the latter E3s. Yeah. So I, they've, I, they've I think, had. They've I think had, they'll bring it. I think they'll bring the bring the. They've heat. got the potential yeah. to, to have you know an epic show. I think yeah. a lot of it and, is going to be um, uh, services and stuff related. It's going to be more about the Xbox environment as well. But um, oh yeah, a bunch of bunch of uh, coming to Game Pass kind of style reveals. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Exactly. World, yeah, yeah, world exclusive. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a lot of things that we kind of everyone already knows, but it's just going to be sort of uh, it, packaging it nicely. Excuse my. Have they said if it's just what like first party stuff or is there going to be third party stuff there as well i, I don't know I, I haven't seen because their third party shit in the past has been good yeah i mean like, I remember that one year where it was like cyberpunk dude that cyberpunk the, yeah dude, 2018 they had they had cyberpunk they had uh do you remember dmc5 was announced there dying like 2 was announced yeah. there um fucking sets like sekiro and yes. um and fucking uh What's this, what the what's the new, next one called? Elden Ring. Everyone's, yeah, Elden Ring. Thank you. They were so Microsoft have had cool third party shit in the past. Yeah. I don't know if that's the plan. I, I'd imagine it would continue year, to but. be honest, because they're they're kind of like they're big on that Xbox Game Studios thing, right? Yes, and again, like one of the rumors I heard about Elden Ring and why it could be interesting if it does come to Summer Game Fest was that Microsoft um, were pushing hard to get that, and apparently there was money on the table. Which again, it, it reinforced the idea that maybe that's something that shows up. Maybe third party stuff does show up. There. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, um, I think Square Enix should be an exciting one because they've um, they've got a lot of uh, what's the saying? A lot of uh, pokers in the fire at the moment that they could talk about. So um, kind of yeah. quite. A, I mean, some of it's going to be trash if they talk about like anything coming to Marvel Avengers or anything yeah. like Spider Man's finally going to be released. I think they've confirmed that Marvel's Avengers and Black Panther stuff is officially yeah. on there to. Like, will be taught of course because they've got to remind people that that game actually fucking exists <laughs> and the, and the stuff we already know about is coming like it's such a, um yeah. so the okay. thing that they released earlier i'm just looking up to get it's um uh babylon's fall which is the platinum games action game uh life is strange true colors which they announced uh yeah. the last time they did one of their experience things marvel's avengers that we know black panther and stuff like that the big world premiere that they're, they're touting is the world premiere from Idos Montreal, which should we just say what that is? Yeah, yeah, go for it. That's that's a that's a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Yeah. So which 
Which, you know, as we we were saying before the pod, is is an interesting interesting prospect given yeah. uh, the state of Marvel's Avengers. Well, it's a it's a different studio, so you know, don't 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 also, dismiss I, it. I will say this is because when when we were talking about it, there was a little thing in the back of my head, and I I realized what it was. I was not a massive fan of the Marvel's films in general, but I'm a fan of like sci-fi. And then the Guardians of the Galaxy film, when that came out, I loved that. I thought it was fantastic. It was good. And yeah. It doesn't necessarily even fit in the like that Marvel's thing. I mean, obviously it does, but it standalone is is a great fun bit of oh. um, yeah. sci-fi and stuff. So you could make uh, a very different game out of it, and you could make something really cool. So. I've got, uh, there's some more there, before this podcast finishes. We'll be discussing another another Marvel game. I've got another little. Uh, yeah. There's another little juicy. Oh little my thing god! Our in. very own Jeff Grubb. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, the, the, everything I to say is from those kind of guys. Yeah. So it's all just information that's already out there. What do you two think though? That two games that ha- they haven't been mentioned by Square Enix: Final Fantasy 16 and uh, Forspoken. Forspoken Both is the one that I'm hyped to see some more stuff about because that looks yeah. wicked. I, I would really like to see some more of that. So. Oh, and sorry, a uh, Project Triangle strategy as well, Chris. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck that shit, man. Boring. Could any of those things? I don't um, know, maybe. Yeah, I, I think I think the Final Fantasy, we're definitely going to see something Final Fantasy related, right? Whether it's uh, I hope so. more stuff on Final Fantasy fourteen, which I would definitely imagine there would be, or you know, maybe some more stuff of Final Fantasy sixteen would be good. But for me, it's I, I just want to know, just give me more, de- give me the details. I know you've got Integrate coming out, but give me the fucking details on uh, Final Fantasy Remake Seven part, remake seven part, part, part two. two. It's just like yeah. it, it, it's, <laughs> it's been killing so me, long. right? It's killing me. It's too long, too long. Um, yeah, and well, it, which is crazy, but yeah. I mean, it it's doesn't matter because thing. it's gonna be fucking gangbusters, just like the original. But you know, whatever. I sort of assumed it would come out almost like a serially after the first part, and then the, you know, we almost when that came out, you'd get like a little time to finish it, and then they'd be announcing when the part two was going to drop. And it just seems it's like radio silence, which no, is super weird. Dude, even worse than that, because that's what you would assume, right? You'd, you'd think so. What happened was they released Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 and then like fucking a year later they said, oh yeah, we're just starting production on Part 2 because we were happy with the results of Part 1 and the performance of sales and everything. It's like... <laughs> what you assholes? Yeah, how how did you ever fucking factor this into the be like that? That's that's ne- that's Netflix levels of douchery. Like that, where that's they say literally... we're going to wait to see how well the first one does because yeah. we're not making a second one unless the first one. Or sorry, they're making a third one if the second one doesn't do better than the first totally. one by a decent margin. That, that, like, that's on, where man. as soon as they fucking hit the gold master on that fucking part one, they should have started part two. Fuck them. That's not. I, ma- I personally the Matrix, agree. The Matrix style where they make two and three at the same time and then. They know exactly when those things are coming out. Yeah, I, I, I'd have been all for it. I think that's the way to handle that stuff. Anyway, then, there's some stuff on PC gaming show, but that's always kind of like the, yeah, you know that. I, I the, don't the, have any predictions for that. No, exactly. It's it's always in terms of EA. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm PC master race all the way, but PC gaming show is always kind of like, it's the uncle that no one ever talks about at the family reunion, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, it's also it's hard to make predictions for because like anything, it's like Keeley's thing. Like anything could show up there because it's entirely random. Yeah, like it's yeah. just whoever wants. But to I, be I there. feel like PC gaming show is always kind of like boils down to, hey, there's a new strategy game that people who love strategy games will absolutely fucking <laughs> yeah. love. But it's nothing that's totally. kind of like you, you know, capital G gamer. Yeah, no, a lot of that tonight, but, but <laughs> not there. Um. Warner Brothers, another company that they're going to have something, 
But I want to say that they're kind of they've been listed by the ESA as Warner Brother Games slash Back for Blood. Yeah, I don't know what that means. But it, it, they're also in a weird thing. They're isn't just it? Because, talking about Back for Blood because they've it's had not, that sale, uh, isn't it? Chris, that they're, they're going to yeah, be like Chris is, broken up. So yeah, uh, right. maybe it, maybe it's a weird thing where like it's just not a good time because Warner Brothers should be um, Hogwarts. What's it called? Hogwarts Legacy. Legacy? Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad. Gotham, Gotham Knights. Knights. But that's hold on, can we be, just can we Arkham just take Knights. a minute to just talk about the um the, no, the, the Batcave, yeah. the Enclave, what's it called? The, 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 the Belfry. Oh, the Belfry. <laughs> are you how are you gonna use the Belfry between mesh? I don't understand. It's just I don't gonna, understand it's, the Belfry. No, you do understand. It's just gonna break up the flow, that's all. No, but Chris the Belfry. Oh, fuck um, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, uh Joel would be a, this isn't actually a prediction, but Joel would be a cool thing from Warner Brothers. Yeah. I we I don't think we've seen anything from Monolith for a little while. I think it would be really cool if they made another Middle Earth, like got one more stab at a Middle Earth yeah. game. Yeah, uh, or, or at that least last one it, wasn't. At that least bad. took that uh, Nemesis system and worked it into totally something else. Maybe that would be cool. Totally, it, it, it's a pit. Like it, it, it works well in those uh, Middle Earth games, but yeah, let's let's get something else with it because I think there's a lot of potential with that system. It, it's, yeah. it's one of those things that'd be a shame if it just disappeared and never sort of came back. I mean, you don't have to necessarily keep the the implementation exactly the same, but yeah, it was. I really like that. I thought oh, it was a really cool system. But the, the, very... the situation is even more precarious, Jonesy, because they fucking trademarked it, so no one else can use it except for them. Exactly. In which case, yeah, if if they don't use it, it go. It's just, just going to go away. In which yeah. case, oh, that was a that was a cool thing you came up with and then sacked off. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else are we looking at then? Capcom. Any predictions for Capcom? Mm. Capcom have so much cool stuff they can do. Uh, I don't know what they will do. Um, yeah. Probably too early for Resident Evil 4 Remake, right? Um, yeah, you don't... Well, have, uh, ooh. Yeah, probably too early. Do you know what? I'll throw two things out there. One I think is probably real. Uh, Dragon's Dogma 2. Um Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, interesting. Very interesting. I, I, th- I think there's a chance for that. But then, like... I. I I don't know. I've got, I, I've got I, one I think, for you. Yeah? Yeah. You ready? Go on. I, I was, I'm trying to think of what you're going to say, but I can think of at least... I can think of two things you could say right now that would be us on the way, same wavelength. Dino Crisis. And that wasn't even one of the two. Oh, there you go. Dino, Dino Crisis would be two. The two that I was thinking of you were going to say were either Beautiful Joe or Onamusha. But I don't think any of those three things that we just said will happen, so... I, I, hashtag I think, Capcom. I think... Honestly, I think Dino Crisis is closer to happening than the other two. How about a new Ace Attorney? Let's just, let's just sure. say that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, cool. Uh, 2K Games. Hmm. This is where I might have some juicy stuff, I think, okay, I, I, literally as of the last hour or two. I can't, I can't think of anything, to be honest. So the, the things that are probably not ready, um, probably too early for a Bioshock game, Um and although that mafia thing they did last year went down well, I don't think we're ready for it's it's time for mafia. mafia. Yeah. Um, the two things that as of this afternoon have broken, I think it was a it was on Reddit, and then it was it's basically con- been confirmed by a couple of people since then. So these might actually be real things. One of them is a Borderlands spinoff that might be called Wonderlands or Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, oh, okay. okay. So that could be either something we see next week. The other thing, get you get ready for this: Firaxis developing basically a Marvel XCOM game. Oh, okay. Like wow. the actual XCOM team basically making a Marvel 
uh, Marvel, what's being described as XCOM with Marvel characters. I can dig it. That could be really good. Yeah, I can dig it. But then at the same time, it could be as frustrating and like controller breaking as as an XCOM game. So it I could be. But then when they did it with um, Gears of War last year, I think the consensus was that actually this worked way better than people yeah, thought it would. That's so true. I, Very true. Do that even, even better than that, when they did it with fucking Mario and Rabbids, it worked a lot better than people thought it would too. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's so true. Totally. That's a weird totally. one as well. <laughs> um, totally. Speaking of Mar- Mario. Yeah. I was going to say, you boys, might, this is where you get wet and juicy for the uh, <laughs> little dinky controller, little dinky console, it's, and what it's, they're going to reveal. It's got to be Breath of the Wild too. It, it, that's got to be their marquee kind of thing. I'm gonna yeah. say no. You just, scumbag. Just, just for you two, I'm gonna say nah. Don't you? Don't absolute think it's scumbag. Be... I'm gonna say <sighs> that. And if I'm gonna go for some some left field choices, God, are you ready for this? Go on, a, do it. A, hit it. A new Chibi Robo. Bingo, love it. Bingo, fucking absolutely great. And, 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 Golden Sun. I don't know if it's oh. going to come in the form of a remake or a form of a new entry, but fucking Golden Sun is it? It's time to shine, baby. Oh, man, fair enough. Yeah, I think all the the crazy thing about Nintendo is that all the cards are on the table for Nintendo to play the best hand that anyone yeah. could play yeah. of the the whole E three. There are obviously massive rumors. Like, and we're getting into no smoke without fire territory over the <laughs> new Nintendo Switch, the Switch Pro, whatever yeah. it's called. Well, but the they rumors... did mention that they're focusing on software, not hardware. So, yes, because we do know does that well, ma- does the rumor that... is that the hardware is going to be shown off before. before yeah. yeah, that was the yeah, that was a rumor. But again, like every date that an insider has guessed up to this point at the time of recording has been wrong. The latest of which was fucking today. Yeah, you know, <laughs> lots of people thought something would happen today. Spoiler alert: it hasn't at the time. It's the of recording. easiest fucking news cycle for these people, right? Like. Ah, well, the Switch Pro could be released then, today. But then here's an the bummer is about like, it. But the bummer is like, uh, you, do you know the name Emily Rogers, yeah. Chris? Yes, I think I do. her name is. Yeah. So she came out today and she's like, look, lots of people are guessing this. I'll be honest, I don't know what the, the, the cycle of like information is. I don't know when things are planned. But one thing I do know, and she tweeted this today, I believe, as of recording. One thing I do know is that this thing is going into production, into manufacturing next month or something like that. So I, it's getting to the point where this thing is real. If you're Nintendo and you're going to show 40 minutes of new software and then three hours of gameplay in the treehouse in June, like it's it gets kind of weird if you're just not acknowledging that that console's coming out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think no. I think so they, I, I think you I think they're going to have to right. If anything, I'd go the opposite. They're going to preface the the entire show by going, "This console is coming and it's coming soon." That's my hope. Yeah, and then they're going to go, and these are all the things that you're going to be looking it, forward to it, playing it, on it. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Also, I don't know if you boys saw, but there's been a price leak apparently from a it's a, a non confirmed rumor to be fair, um, where a, okay. fr- a French retailer. Um, oh, they always get it wrong. The French retailers always get it wrong. <laughs> but and. Pretty spicy. Um, have said that the uh, there's a leak that the price of the console in euros translates to about three hundred and forty pounds UK. Um, I don't know. That I, could like. I don't, yeah. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. But then they, the, the the possibility that that is actually more like four hundred pounds because it's three hundred pounds is a lot for a Nintendo yeah. Switch. That's the thing. Well, I, I, I come back. I, come back to me when Walmart Canada have got a listing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think fifty fifty pounds more. Than original Switch seems about right to me. Yeah, 
I think you'd have you'd obviously got to go a bit more, haven't you? And I think breaking into the three hundred bracket is a given. But if you're if they push it all the way up to four hundred, I son, I think that you're they're 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 battling with no big mental boys that they because that's more really expensive than a fucking PS five. Never. I, I saw a, I saw a great tweet um, the other day, which is like the, the image was it was of like some hamster or something. It was all like beefed up. It was like nine foot tall. And it was fucking jacked, and it was like. Um, me when I buy my Nintendo Switch Pro to play uh, that new Pokemon open world game at 20 frames a second instead of 10 frames a second. And I was like, yep, yeah, that's Hell yeah. that sounds about right. Um, I, so, I, yeah, I, I, hope, I hope there's new hardware. I hope we see Breath of the Wild 2. I hope Breath of the Wild 2 is day and date with the hardware. I hope Splatoon is day and date with the hardware. Yeah. I hope that Pokemon open world game is dying to take advantage with the hardware. And the other thing that I hope is true, and I think probably will be, is that the whole kind of Zelda anniversary gets fleshed out a little bit more, yeah. and as well as the Skyward Sword remake or remaster yeah. we're getting, I hope we also get Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. But there's at some point there's, there's the elephant in the room, fellas, and it's Josie's favourite one, which is Metroid Prime Four. <laughs> oh, I I feel I still think it's too soon. I think I just I don't know. I'd love to be proved wrong. I just I'm not going to get my hopes up for Metroid Prime Four. Yeah, That's I, I, I think we could see. I think it could be Mario Odyssey too um, that we see, and that is uh, it's possible. Possible. That would be that it's would not, be no, not out of the question at all. Uh, I think, Which I think a, would be uh, a really cool. I think we'd see a Bayonetta three as well. I'd love that. Yeah, this is what I mean when I say Nintendo have the all the cards. They have the deck to to win E three as lamer <laughs> remark as that is, but it's possible. Big so. decks. <laughs> Big de- decks all round. Yeah. Should we hit these last two quickly? Yes, um, Bandai Namco. I don't know, man. Bandai Namco, Elden Ring's the big one, yeah. and I think the other thing that leaked was a a uh, Team Ninja making a Soulsborne game yeah. in the Final Fantasy universe. Yeah, so. that's kind of weird. You see, it's funny when I think of Bandai Namco, I think of the fucking fighting games. You got your Tekken, your Soul Calibur, right? But they they it's too soon to have new entries in either of those. I think they. They are churning around quite nicely. And then lastly, yeah. a, a while later, is going to be EA. EA. A, a EA. full fucking month later. I, I reckon month fucking late, yeah. Dragon Age 4, uh, obviously more Battlefield. Yep, yep. I don't know. Something. Um, I mean, it could go spicy. I, I mentioned really... it before, a new Sims, but uh, who knows? That would be weird. Jamie, Skateball? Um, I'd love Skate 4 to be ready to show something, but <laughs> considering uh, last summer, it wasn't even a logo. We can't even make the, it's just a logo meme. It was a conversation. Yeah. Where they were like, it was just two dudes on a Zoom call going, we're going to make Skate 4. Um, so I'm not getting optimistic for that. I, I, I think, I think we're, we're gonna honestly... See... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that you, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that, that I think they've got Battlefield as their big thing to push, which they always do yeah. when that they've got one coming out. And I think they've got Dragon Age in their back pocket as like the other big thing they're making yeah. if that is, game is ready to be shown. What's what's um, going to be their like big one more thing though? Do you think? Because because you know Respawn is around. I don't I don't Titan think they have 3, one. Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order two. I think Re- I, I, I'd love Respawn to have like a one more thing, but like we talked, we joked about it before, even last week, <laughs> yeah. I think, which is that like the way you look at the way Respawn have announced things in the past, like Apex Legends was like this day and day journalists and, and media went and played it and then it got announced and launched on the same day. Jedi Fallen Order was kind of like dropped in the name dropped in the middle of a conversation <laughs> that just yeah. ha- happened to happen in the middle of their thing. All I remember is that every year where a Battlefront or Battlefield game has come out, 
EA have ended their press conference and just spent the next two hours showing people playing the multiplayer. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they like to... I think this is this is not just about EA, this is about all of E3 and everything we're going to see over the next two weeks. I think now is a really strange time to be working on video games and finishing video games and figuring out what you're going to do with them. And I think also because of what happened last year to games like Cyberpunk, there's never been a worse time to release games too early. <laughs> yeah. There's ne- And also because of the whole fucking the conversation and the... Um, the discourse around delays, there's never been a more unnecessary time to announce things too early or to give things release dates when they don't need one. I think even Sony are exercising that with Horizon. No one knows what any of the other companies are doing. A lot of the companies probably don't even know what they're doing. I think this is the E3 for restraint and making a bigger deal as you can over the things that are good and ready to go. That's why Ubisoft's big thing will probably still just be Far Cry. That's why EA's big thing will probably still just be Battlefield. These are the things that are there. They're ready to go. You promote them. You push them. You don't raise anyone's hopes up necessarily. You don't make release dates you can't follow up. You don't depress people with another year of CG trailers like we did last year. Like Xbox aren't going to Xbox last year, whether it was avowed or state of decay or fable, it was just CG, CG, CG. I don't think they're going to do that this year. Even if that just means that their big guns are Halo, Forza, Psychonauts and Bethesda's uh, rare games. I just think that like, this isn't the E3 for raising pulses and raising health. Like just put your, like put your money where your mouth is. And right now, money is in games that are basically ready yeah. to go and aren't going to be rushed or fucking you know uh, you know I've, I've made my point <laughs> but yeah I think you're probably I think you're probably pretty spot on because um I don't think this is the E3 they've seen what's happened when people overpromise and how that can come back to really bite you and especially with everything that's gone on gone on in the last sort of like 18 months I re- I agree I don't think this is going to be the time when they want to sort of be overpromising anything because they're yeah. just going to it's just going to come back to bite them and it's probably one of the worst situations you can be in you know um, especially yeah. at the moment. So yeah, I think yeah, probably right. Probably the best way to cap it off is what we said going into it, saying, "Hey, temper your expectations because if they're low, you can only ever be impressed." <laughs> right. I mean, look, look, look at Nintendo. Right. We 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 touched on Nintendo, and what were we doing? We we're speculating about the appearance of games that, we, in some cases, we've known about for two, three years yeah. because they were announced too early. And they've just been CG trailers or titles or whatever that have floated in the ether for years now. And we just keep bringing them up. And the more we bring them up, the more pressure we put on people to bring them. And now the you look at how some people are behaving around Elden Ring, for example. It's getting to the point now where, like, as a developer or a marketing person, you can get death threats for announcing a game too early. <laughs> yeah. You can get death threats because a trailer didn't drop when people wanted a trailer. Yeah. like It's, like, not worth it anymore. Why? Yeah, it's just totally not worth it when you can wait till the game's ready. Just say, hey, we made this game. Here's, some, here's a trailer. Here's some gameplay. It'll be out in six months. That's what Fallout 4 did fucking way back in 2015, and it worked. Yeah, it worked big time. Like, There's no reason not to try and yeah. follow that. We don't need to see the logo four years before it comes out anymore. Like, <laughs> I think it's just... And especially now, like, game development has never been as precarious and uncertain as it is at the moment. Companies are probably still working from home in the majority of places. They probably still don't know what their long-term plans are for getting back in everyone back into the office, even if that is their plan. So... Why bother throwing caution to the wind? Yeah. Why bother? Absolutely. Well, and with that, that brings us to the end of another super super show. Thank you so much, guys. Um, we need a code word. Any I th- anything? I think, I think Jamie mind? just said it. Why bother? 
Why bother? Okay, so your code word this week is why bother. If you meant to this point in the podcast, type that in the comments on YouTube so that we know that you got this far. Thank you so much for watching. And you can reach out to us on YouTube and Twitter at Super Show Pod. You can join our Patreon for as little as $2 a month. Um, that is, ah, what is it? it, it Patreon.com forward slash Super Show. Thank you very much, Christoph. I slowed and a bit there, but I am tired. So there we go. It's it's very late. You're, you're allowed. Um, yeah, we're it's late here. It's probably might be late for you to listen to it right now, but thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here to the end. And uh, we will see you again next week when some of the questions, especially we've just gone over, will be answered. So see you later. See ya. Bye. Bye.